Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 195 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game and Klonoa resurrecting podcast. Tonight, lots of news, including a Nintendo Direct hot off the presses. Hot off the presses? Hot off the press. Hot off the YouTubes? Oh, well. What'd y'all watch on? YouTube? Yeah, I watched off YouTube. All right, hot off the YouTubes. Uh, <laughs> speaking of YouTube, Google Stadia gets demoted. What could that be? What is well underway at Rockstar? Question mark. They uh they kind of led into something <clears throat> that we all suspected, but now is confirmed. Hey PlayStation, listen to me. Anything happened in y'all's backgrounds? Nope. Nope. Uh, Switch passes Wii lifetime sales. I put that in there. That is an important note, but there are other important notes in that article that I wanted to read, and I will read them. In television, Amico in trouble. Who could have seen this coming? Oh no. The Tommy Tallarico box may not become a thing. And we have your Nintendo Direct news from today, from five hours ago. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up? And all-around good guy and anime connoisseur, Cesar Concepcion the second. Hello, I consume anime. Ooh, I consumed an anime. Does that Ooh. count? Do I get credit for this? Yeah, I checked uh, out. I don't know. It's a brand new property. <clears throat> you can catch this on because it's always important to say where we can find the stuff at. You can catch this on Adult Swim or Crunchyroll. Uh, it's a great property. I think it has chances to be a video game maybe down the road. Um, it was called Shinmu. It was it was pretty neat. This guy was uh was in like a fighting tournament in high school, and then he comes home and his dad got killed. And I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like it could really go somewhere. <laughs> Uh, have y'all checked this out yet? As a side note, it's gaming, no, but it's not, not news or anything. No, no. Okay. No. This is, I mean, this if, is... you, if you tell me there's some random dude in there called Lon D, maybe. Lon D's in there and he's a killer. Double-sided poster inside. Brent has a double-sided poster. Uh, this may be how I consume the story of Shinmu, because it seems to be pretty on point, but they flesh out some things, like... Uh, usually in the game, in, in that first part, you'll see, like, these trophies, like these, uh... I don't know what martial art he does. I don't want to misspeak, but you see trophies for it. And that is kind of roped into that first episode of the anime. It was very like, good. Like PlayStation trophies? <laughs> yes, that's what we were going for. Actually, if he doesn't, trophies. If he doesn't spend 30 minutes in a corner looking at his watch, it's not realistic. It's not Shinmu. <laughs> or, or getting thrown out of, of a, a store because you stay past the opening time. So. Yeah. He hasn't gotten having conversations with people. <laughs> Yeah, you have to leave now. <laughs> I'm in here talking to you. Yeah. I'm sure this this show is pretty. It seems pretty self aware of what Shinmu is, so I would not be surprised if they did something like that. It would be pretty good. Um, Tom, the hot dog vendor, is in there twice. He has two cameos in the show, but I, I know you guys like Shinmu, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it. But I was very impressed. I, I just happened to ruin it for us because we. I've already played the game, so I, I kind of got a rough idea where maybe going. Right, right, right. It's I've, not I've like never... a story spoiler. It's the presentation of how the anime plays out. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was top tier. I thought it was really, really good. I will be tuning in weekly as they come out. It was it was very good. It was a dub. I guess that's the only one I can get on my because I edited it to my watch list on Spectrum TV. So that's kind of that's how I watched yeah, it's it. On, it's a, it's on the crunchy rolls on the on the dual duolingual language okay. style. That's what I was going to ask y'all when y'all were talking about it earlier, but I wanted to bring it up actually on the show because I do not have Crunchyroll Premium. 
And apparently the iOS app for Apple TV requires the premium sign-in. Like I downloaded the app and I was like, sure, I'll just watch it on this. And they were like, sign in. If not, register here for $8 a month. I was like, no, I'm not doing that yet. Yeah, I think if you will view it on the PC, you can watch it a week late for free. I think that's how they do it. Okay. And then I'm just getting the Adult Swim version, I guess, through Spectrum. The dub was good. The dub wasn't bad. I think it uses all the original voice actors. I know the one for... um, main characters there so in english mm-hmm. really oh so that's pretty true to the source i, be- I believe so okay i, mean, I thought it was good civil- i was I not like revolting you know how we get those video game properties and we look at them we're like oh god this is not what that is supposed to be this is not the the franchise i know and love but this was this was really good the fight scenes were great i mean really it was produced well by yu suzuki so I imagine he would know what he's doing. This might be my way to consume Shinmu. It was quite good. Very impressed. Only 23 minutes, too. And that got you all the way through basically the intro of the game. And then a little bit after that. Oh, no. They got somebody else to do his voice. Never mind. I'll take it back. Okay. Quick uh Make sure not to have a live correction later. Oh, we always have live corrections, sir. No, absolutely not. Live no. corrections are best corrections. Absolutely not. Hey, we never get that anymore. Corrections. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we did get a couple corrections. I think Brent actually might have written in for a couple. Possibly. Then he got cursed for writing in and he ended up with the uh, credentials to log into the email. That's how we get you back. It's the ultimate no podcast yeah. revenge. Paying dues and answering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like this content? <laughs> Paying dues. Like I said, man, it would be great to for at least us not to have to pay that it's not much but yeah. it would be nice to have that covered and have that out of the way and then maybe get us you know new equipment sent here and there i wouldn't hate it let's jump into this news google stadia gets demoted uh this comes from demoted the Verge. customer demoted was it ever promoted they did a bad job of promoting it right they uh I don't know they've promote- given it away free several times yeah, they, and I, I mentioned last week that there were, like, launch units that they were sending out over Christmas. They promoted it to a uh, customer of other services, I guess. <laughs> they promoted it to Google Chat. <laughs> All those other Google uh, graveyard services. And shoot, for the longest time, you couldn't watch a dang YouTube video without seeing back-to-back Google Stadia ads. I haven't seen a commercial on YouTube in, like, six months. I'm never going back, so... Yeah, we've had it for a year and a half now. I see that $7 roll through. I'm like, let's go. I, I literally, Renee showed me a video earlier. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Because <laughs> I, I saw two commercials back to back. I'm like, what the fuck no is this No commercials. Shit? Like, man, I'm cheap. I'm like, no, fuck that, man. I'm like, pay the eleven ninety nine a month. As much as he's back. on the road, he should be. I, I don't get it, man. And you get YouTube music. YouTube music is really, really good. I'll, I'll give them props. They get a lot of shit on there. A lot of video game soundtracks. That won't be on one of the other ones. You can just queue up on your phone and have it playing in the background and you're good to go. Uh, this segment is brought to you by YouTube. Uh, go to youtube.com slash nofodcast and enter the code <laughs> Renee to get <laughs> 10% off. Uh, we, get five, we get a 5% off your uh, Play Asia order. <laughs> Enter Brent. <laughs> Why does Brent get us a Play Asia discount? Yeah. Because he just bought stuff off PlayAsia. Oh, his import games? Yep. 
All right, back to the actual story about Stadia. Uh, one is, year is after, it, is it is it non-portographic uh, volleyball games we can play now, or is it too soon? We we're talking about happening. Uh, let me check my PS4 and see where I'm at on the trophies <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I still have no. I don't have it on my PS4 yet because I was like, I played it in years. I was like, nah, this game's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it since. Uh, oh, if only I could, I could have activity cards. <laughs> oh, with ten of the girls on the on the, on the starter island. Richard, Richard's watching some beach volleyball on Daryl <laughs> Live Stream Beach Volleyball Island. <laughs> Live stream that from our account. <laughs> okay, back to Stadia. One year after Google revealed it, now saw Google Stadia cloud gaming idea as a mere technology platform for industry partners rather than a true rival to Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft. Business Insider is reporting that some Stadia gamers' fears have come true. The entire Stadia project has been demoted within Google and its new priority is to power experiences from companies including Peloton, Bungie, and Capcom rather than attracting more games to Stadia itself. In fact, Peloton bike owners might have already experienced the fruits of those labors. BI reports that Peloton's very first video game, Lane Break, was actually powered by Google's cloud gaming technology, now dubbed Google Stream. Uh, the Verge notes, that's one way to put a game inside your exercise machine. <laughs> Uh, current uh, BI sources suggest that's not likely. Current and former employees said the priority was now on proof-of-concept work for Google Stream and securing white-label deals. One estimated about 20% of the focus was on the consumer platform. There are plenty of people internally who would love to keep it going, so they're, they are working really hard to make sure it doesn't die, but they're not the ones writing the checks. Two sources told Business Insider that Google Stadia boss Phil Harrison now reports to Jason Rosenthal. Google's vice president of subscription services, instead of directly to Google hardware boss Rick Ostrich. No, Rick Osterlo. Uh, my eyes are still so, messed up. Who's the only company Phil Harrison hasn't worked for? Is it Nintendo? Is that <laughs> what we got left? So, I believe so. What do we got to do to get a trade over? How do like, we trade uh, Stadia? Stadia's Phil Harrison to. It's got to be that. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, that Twitter image? They always use that meme like, for this, you give us this. Yeah. Thing. So. And the joke is that he kills platforms, right? Or at least, what's the last one he had his hands in? Was he in on the Xbox One launch? Was he part of the Don Matrick team? I think so. Yeah, because he was with Sony for so long. I feel like he killed something else in between here and there. Oh, Phil Harrison. It's uh, not his fault. He's, he's, he's still there. I would have left by now. I mean. Yeah, they never, they never had a killer app. They never had a killer app. Even I mean, the games they, they I killed all the first party before it went in there. Remember? Yeah, killed all the first party. Yep, they pulled the plug on all this. I mean, Jade Raymond's making stuff for Sony now. I mean, yep. We talked about all that stuff on this show, right? Wasn't that yeah. stuff that we discussed? Yeah. I mean, the show's been around, going on four years now, but it feels like that was not that far back. That there hasn't been what like a Stadia Direct in like a year. Yeah. The last thing they did is like, well, there's 50 games you get with Plus which started this month, I think. It's like a ridiculous amount of games. I think it's the last thing they've done for anything for Stadia Pro. Yeah, but you have to have Plus to keep those, and you have to keep paying that subscription. It's not... Yeah. I mean, it's $10 a month to get 50 games. It's not that bad. Those 50 games are elsewhere, though. I think that's been yeah. my argument from the start. Like, there's no, there's nothing on there that has you to can, be played on this platform. That's you, you can pay less and yeah. get Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. But see, that's that's not for us, man. You know, that's for somebody who I don't have a fucking console and I don't want to spend three hundred dollars. I just paid ten dollars and 
I mean, maybe we they don't thought, have a PC either. So. We thought, and I'm sure Google thought, there would be more of those people. And they, mm-hmm. they haven't been there. They haven't come for them. I mean, the argument was they always wanted a Netflix of gaming, which Game Pass has always done. So, I mean, they thought Stadia was going to be that. And they were like, no, we're piecemealing it. You got to buy everything separately. And it's like, well, I don't get shit. So I'm going to buy anything separately. Yeah, that killed it for me when, so, when like, it launched and it turned into that. And I was like, nah, I don't know about that. I mean, look at look at the look at the stuff they support. I'm not buying a damn thing from them. Even then, when it was out new and it looked promising, so I'm like, I'm not gonna buy anything from you guys. I mean, you guys are so quick to kill shit. I mean, if you guys were like, we're still got Hangouts. It's like we don't we don't update it anymore, but we we have it up there because people still use it. They don't even do that. They just fucking kill it. So I mean, yeah. I'm not sending any money in Google. Get out of here. Can't wait for the fire sale on this, and I don't know what those servers are gonna look like for a while. You know, how long are they going to keep that stuff up? Or are they just going to pull the plug on it? It might be fun to mess around with for a while. Like, uh, I did, I played PUBG, and I played the demo for, what was that, Ubisoft Breath of the Wild? The, like, uh, the Greek Phoenix mythology Rising. one? Yeah, that was mm. flawless. My experience with Stadia, except for setting it up, because it's a bastard <laughs> what, setup. What was his name? Uh, awesome. What was, wasn't he the guy from The Verge who, who, who did, like, the shout-out to those uh, 2,000 people that were continuously playing Destiny? On uh, Stadia, yeah. I saw Tom Warren. The Tom Warren gave him a Tom shout Warren, out. Tom Warren, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said props for those two thousand uh, concurrent players on uh, Stadia. I, you know what? There. I actually did try Destiny two on Stadia. Yeah. I queued that up. Flawless. It was perfect. Yeah. That w- that's a good use case. They Ain't they been, if no. they could bring in some of these games as a service things and just have those as part of their package. Hey, I mean, they said on there working with Bungie. I'm sure Bungie. That's what they're trying to do is getting like that shit on other playable platforms and that might be the easiest way of doing it so for destiny to get more people bungie may leverage this experience and relationship for sony yeah this may be a sony stream at some point or an integrated you know some sort of boost for playstation now stuff running on google stream and i was gonna say because the the peloton thing may not pan out from them because apparently peloton's had some kind of peloton's in shambles uh, yeah, yeah. hiccup and now they're even looking at like just selling out the whole thing so <laughs> we have a live quote from uh peloton uh ceo phil harrison <laughs> what uh, what happened <laughs> uh, coming, coming right in with our peloton analyst uh brant brant mckee uh, no i'm no no peloton <laughs> analyst <laughs> i'm the original x uh original xbox subject matter expert cesar is our resident playstation 2 subject matter expert uh, Brand McKee, Peloton Entertainment <laughs> Services. No, no, I remember. Brand, I'm Brand's over here like I, I correspondent. Brand's over here like I, I once saw Peloton in the store. I don't know how I became the analyst for it. No. <laughs> send me, send me back to the Animal saw. Crossing Island. Anything with the Peloton. Brand, you're out Brand. of breath. Get off the bike. No, I'm running out of Dick Sporting Goods. I had to go Brand. check on the Peloton. <laughs> Brand, we made you the analyst because you know more about Pelotons than any of us. I've never seen or held one in my hand, so I don't know. Or even read an article about one. You, you, you. What you mentioned today about Peloton was the most I've uh, ever gotten. Peloton, so you're the Peloton analyst. So. The Peloton deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed. God of War confirmed to run on Peloton deck. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm, I'm uh, interested in one of these bikes now, Brant. What do you do? You really, yeah, yeah. Do you really believe in them? <laughs> go, go, go! Get your Vita and take a picture next to it and see, compare yeah. the sizes. <laughs> yeah, see how big it is. Strapped to the handles with duct tape. <laughs> Oh, we've discussed more Peloton gaming than Peloton has ever discussed about gaming, I'm sure. I mean, they all come with a screen, right? I do know that much, right? Yeah. So that it's an, that seems like a natural end to do something with it. 
It's so dumb, man. It's like you pay all that money for. I mean, what they sell you is a subscri- uh, subscription. That's right. all they're selling. Yeah. So. But some I mean, of the cost is in that device, though, right? Don't you get like a year free or something of that? Um, I I've never looked into it honestly, so I, I don't know. Even I just like know the refurbished when, b- bikes are like start at thirteen or fifteen hundred. I mean, it's yeah. it's not yeah. cheap, and then you buy the, you have to get the subscription, right? So. Yeah, I mean, most. I, like I said, I supported Jim in my in, in my job, and like they have shit like that. Like there's like ellipticals and and treadmills that have it's all subscription services now. Like they they come to, to those treadmills, and you got to log in with your uh, whatever their the company's name on there, and with your subscription on there, so you can participate in whatever random exercises. There's, there's rowers with that too, like these giant tablets on there, so you can have somebody yelling at you like. You gotta roll three minutes faster. You slow Keep bitch. It up. I'm like, you know, Keep it's it up. like, uh, <laughs> slow bitch. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm over here roll. Like, I can't go any faster. I'm weak, you bastard. You know, I'm like, it's... there's diarrhea on the seat. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's me screaming at Jim. Oh, people looking at me like, what's happening? You know, oh, he's Pelotoning. They all know, I guess. Uh-huh. Rookie, rookie Pelotoner who's still got diarrhea on the seat. I mean, my favorite is the rowing machine. The rower yells at me like, "You need to mow faster." I'm like, "Man, what happened to like easing me in there?" Damn. I'm like, "What the hell?" I, it's the last time I use your service. I'm like, you know. <laughs> uh, next up in news from Gamatsu, Rockstar Games active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. I'm assuming that does not mean the next entry is Grand Theft Auto Five for PlayStation Five and Xbox Series. No, PlayStation. Was... Uh, next, next PlayStation, next Xbox. <laughs> yeah, we got we got five on this one already. We're gonna we're gonna play on the next one. And then no, I look it... back at that window where we got three oh. Vice City and San Andreas in the span of like three years, like three masterpiece games with all this licensing and each one like built on the systems of the next one and yeah. glory days, man, glory days. Oh God, you now I got that damn Bruce Springsteen song stuck in my head. Is that glory Bruce days. Play that on your Peloton plan. With the unprecedented longevity of GTA 5, we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series, Rockstar Games said in the Rockstar Newswire post. Announcing the release date. Really? Are those all the locations you can get Rockstar's news from? What the hell's a wire post? Rockstar Newswire post. I don't know. I see everything on Twitter. Twitter's like the condensed version yeah. of everything, right? Like the I see all. Tweet. I see news. I see hateful stuff. I see funny things. Twitter is like the giver of everything. So this is true. Bad yeah. takes, hot takes, no takes. Uh, they announced the release date of PlayStation Five and Xbox Series versions of GTA Five. Do we know what that was? March fifteenth. I, I don't know. I the eyes of March is stuck in my head. Guess I could click this. March 15th, you are correct, so sorry. Holy shit, look at that. Yeah. This is also from Sour Mono. Featuring 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, ray tracing, and more. Uh, Story progression will transfer from PS4 and Xbox One. And your Grand Theft Auto Online custom characters and progression via a one-time migration at launch. (laughs) (laughs) Can't go back and forth, you only get one time. Path to victory. Everyone gets one. Everybody gets one. Once you're in PS5 and Xbox Series, you're stuck. You can't go back. Uh, the quote finishes, with every new project we embark on, our goal is to always is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered, and we are pleased to confirm 
that active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready, so please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newswire for official details. There you go, Cesar. Uh, make sure you follow Rockstar at Rockstar Newswire for all of your at Rockstar, at Newswire, uh, uh, at GTA News. Sounds like I'm trying to transfer money to somebody, Rockstar Newswire. <laughs> kind of. It'd be shady like that, right? You got to deliver funds to follow the Newswire. Here's all my uh, GTA Online funds. I got to transfer to a family in uh, another state who's having uh, rough times trying to get on GTA Online. The, they need my sh- they need my shark card. Yeah, they need my shark card to, to so they can purchase a Bugatti. That's the only way they can afford one. <laughs> this family in need needs needs my shark card for a Bugatti. Oh, oh first world problems. Yeah, we got to get those Dr. Dre songs that are missing. There was something about licensed music, right? They released some singles or something? I was at new GTA Online expansion with Franklin. It's like you had to go find Dr. Dre's missing songs. Ah. What is our like... uh, what is our temperature take on GTA 5? Did everybody play that story? I didn't get very far in it on any uh, platform. Yeah. I completed it on PS3. It's one of the, mm-hmm. the best games I ever played. And I Dang, never damn. Are you going to give it a go on PS5, potentially? The native one? I haven't played it in a long time, so maybe. It'd be fresh at this point, right? It's really, really fucking good. I told, I, what have I've always said and advocated in the last so many years we've done this podcast? I don't keep track how many years we've been doing it. It's like three or four. Uh, you love Tales games? Uh, that's one of them. I love a good high story. Heist. I love a good high story. I love a good high story. GTA 5 is a high story. That's all it is. Through, through. From start to finish, it's a heist. You're running heist, 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 heist. Is it easier to focus on the main story in this one versus the old ones? I always got distracted and just started driving cars all around and acted crazy. And is it easier to stay on that main path in this one? Yes, because the storytelling in this one's a lot better. I mean, you when you go up to GTA 4, you, you notice like when they go into the next generation that they become they were um, the houses were a lot better storytellers because of the the technology kind of like finally caught up where so their vision from that. that previous, yeah. And so it was easier for me to stay on task because the story was good. So was, I would just go on to the next point. There wasn't like a like the only thing like three Vice City and San Andreas. There was always some slogs in between story bits, and I was like, eh, and I, I don't feel like doing the next story bit, and then I go fuck around, and then I never go back to it. You know, it's just like, oh, that was fun. I got five stars, and I just got out of the hospital. I even though I should be in prison for the rest of my life, you know, but. <laughs> So I was like, you know, I only lost I just, five bucks. What was I doing again? You know, that, that's pretty much how usually what it was. So, you know, yeah, but this one is uh, it, it, it's it, the story is very well done. It is a lot of there's a lot of memorable moments in that game. I still think about like the torture scenes and. The that poor, poor bear in this abused eye socket um, stuff, okay. eye socket. So. Oof. <laughs> I got to check that one out. I'll be able to do it for the next three generations, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, someone tell us about this new Sony beta software. It's beta. The since, story's told. Yeah, since Cesar doesn't do betas, uh, I'll take I'll the story. Uh, <laughs> Jay Peters at The Verge uh, is the one that wrote this article. This is uh, Sony beta testing their uh, latest software update. Um which they'll be rolling out pretty soon uh, as of actually it says Wednesday. So I'm guessing this article was from the eighth. So today is Wednesday the night. So they might already be rolling it out today. Uh, 
I might sign um, up for this one. I might try this one out. Uh, this includes uh, changes to party chat, uh, UI settings, and a preview of voice command features. So, uh, according to the PlayStation blog, uh, your PlayStation 5 can listen for the Hey PlayStation voice command, uh, letting you open games, apps, uh, settings, as well as control playback uh, during uh, a show or songs. Um, I know, let's see, they did say the voice command feature will be available first in English for beta users with accounts registered in the U.S. and U.K. Um, they will now call voice chats parties. Um, as they so, all should be. As, yeah, as they should be. We're here in a party. I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Uh, I know there's a handful of other new features, um, stuff about controlling uh, what games are there on your home screen, um, and uh, updates to the trophy cards, like the design of the trophy cards. I'd be uh, interested to see that because they're, they're kind of confusing how they are now. They're not yeah. perfectly laid out. And then you can, it just says you can, you know, register for a chance to be a part of the PS5 beta um, just by signing up on the Sony's uh, website. And they tend to roll these out because I know they, they did that. The last big one that they did was for the uh, testing of the expandable uh, storage for the M.2 right. drives. Don't worry, gentlemen. I mean, good. I got in the beta, so. Have you tried it out? Did it did it roll it out to you? Uh, yeah, but I have not, because they send they send you a download voucher when you get chosen. And you gotta redeem the code. So, I, but I have not even fired up my PS5 today. So, I'll so sign up real quick. I, I can have my impressions of that hot hot party action for you guys next week. So, you'll have yet another device uh, to listen to you around the clock in your house. Sure. I it's mean, just, the, the cool thing is I, I, I change all my devices to do Japanese only in the house, so <laughs> all, it's all going to Japan, so. <laughs> and we've named our Alexa uh, PlayStation, so it's going to be confusing now that I say, hey, PlayStation, <laughs> and it's a gaming thing. And I'm not, I don't need her to turn on the fan. Cesar's FBI agent just looks at his, you know, all the stuff, and he's just like, Nani? Hey, props Checks to them out. if they can follow me, so. Yeah. Watashiga! Watashiga! <laughs> I can't, like I said, I can't wait till you get to the later parts of uh, JoJo when they're like, Goro Dio! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm registered there's, now. There's so, many good, uh, there's so many good screams in there, man. <laughs> good screams. Good screams. You need to review review games based on how many good, good screams there are. That's our rating system. Screamtastic, or I don't know how we, I, I don't know, explain how that will work. Screamtacular, screamometer, I don't know. It sounds like we should have got fired from that. like uh, Nether Realm Studios. That's what it sounds like. Or they're just Halo kill streaks, but they got screamed <laughs> in front of them. Unreal Tournament, yeah. <laughs> yes, or that, that, which is who they took it from. <laughs> Screamtacular. <laughs> I'm like, what the All fuck right. am I playing? I'll look around like, what the fuck am I playing? And it's just me in here. So, so how well is that Nintendo 
Switch selling, Richard? Gangbusters, even better than the Wii brand. I'm glad you asked. That happened to be the next news story. How'd you know? This comes from Sam. It's like he wrote Byford. the news. <laughs> I actually put this one in there. This comes. It was from a collaborative Sam. effort. It was. We we tag teamed the news this week. Uh, this comes from Sam Byford at The Verge. The Nintendo Switch has now outsold the Wii. Uh, the Nintendo Switch had a relatively strong holiday quarter with 10.67 million units shipped between October and December. That's so many Switch systems. Good God almighty. Uh, despite this global semiconductor shortage, that brings the system's lifetime total to 103.54 million units shipped, meaning it took just under five years to overtake the Wii's 101.63 million, which is a hell of an achievement. Uh, Sony, for example, announced yesterday, The Verge notes, that it shipped 3.9 million PS5 consoles in the same period. I think PS5 ended up winning on sales numbers, right? Like the dollar amount? Yeah. yeah. I think that was the news last week, last month. Yeah, because I, I, I think they're producing enough. They, I mean, they're producing whatever they got PS5-wise, and they're selling what they got. So they're not selling. Every single, every single one. They're, not, they're just not producing enough. That's the for demand. So I, I think we've talked about this before. The switch is not really going to slow down, especially after this, uh, whatchamacallit, direct. I think there's a lot of promise, especially for the first part of this year going into at least the fall. But when are they going to stop making that build of that Tegra that goes in them, that NVIDIA Tegra chip? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the fucking slowness. So It's aggravating. It's... These, I'm wondering if these upcoming titles we're going to talk about are going to show that age a little bit. Absolutely not, because most of these upcoming titles are like 2D. So yeah, yeah, and first party and first party is like mad optimized, except for the rare. I mean, like uh, Zelda: Link's Awakening hiccups and stuff. There was what like three 3D games in there, right? Yeah, not ruining a it. A couple more. Uh, the important thing I wanted to note why I put this story in there. Uh, on the software front, Pokemon Remakes Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl sold very well with 13.97 million units between them, so 7 million apiece. Mario Party Superstar sold 5.43 million units. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD sold 3.85 million, and Metroid Dread sold 2.74 million, which is a strong result for the historically niche franchise. The only reason I wanted to put that in there was to point out, you know, people are Especially, like, from the GameCube era is what I think of, where we got all these Mario parties. It's like, we don't want these Mario parties. That Mario Party Superstar, which was one of my game of the year last year, was a very good Mario Party. Sold twice the amount of the critically acclaimed Metroid Dread. We've wanted a new Metroid for so long. I bought three copies in total. You know, one was a gift, but I know we both, uh, you know, both of you guys bought a copy. And you both really loved it. I was uh, given a copy from Target as part of their buy two get one promotion. So I did not not officially buy one. (laughs) And I'll stand by that statement. Not your dollars at work. And uh, but that's that's how these things work, especially with Nintendo. I remember being in and we'll talk about this later with that in a direct like during the heyday of the GameCube, we would get two GameCube games. And usually I bought one and Cesar bought the other copy of whatever it was. <laughs> and that would be it. But we got so many Mario parties and this is just more of that evidence twice, twice the amount as Metroid. It yeah. did get more marketing, I feel like, and things like that. I don't really remember seeing that many Metroid commercials. 
But this is historically a very successful Metroid. It's already tracking to beat all the other Metroids. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was watching uh, somebody, um, not to get too far ahead, but I was watching somebody who was uh, broadcasting the same time as a Nintendo Direct, and they were super excited because they finally gave us baby mode for Metroid Dread. <laughs> yes, we will discuss that, and it's probably the mode I'm going to play on so I can beat the Metroid Dread. <laughs> but I did want to highlight those sales figures on the, that software. And Skyward Sword holding it uh, almost $4 million. That's pretty damn good. I don't know. All I heard yeah. was from software. From software. Mm-hmm. From software sales. Uh, and Television Amico. I put this one in there. Do I need to take this one? Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Before we dive into that massive uh, Nintendo Direct. Okay, the Intellivision Amico, which is the Tommy Tallarico-backed Intellivision reboot. It's a box, but it's more of a app store i guess and you were going to get yeah. new versions you were going to get like uh i think the newest toe jam and roll was going to come on there you were going to have an earthworm gym i think was exclusive to it uh you were going to have these wii type looks like a fucking ipod nano <clears throat> yeah, yeah it does that's a good or a zoom especially with that fucking wood grain in this ars technical oh article. gosh and then yeah <laughs> what was it gamestop was getting like a purple version or whatever they were getting an exclusive they were already shopping around like exclusive versions of this console and and the pre-order was already up in the air like it might be 250 yeah. it might be 299 it might be 350 so there's been some vaporwareishness to this for a long time uh the whole goal of this was to like get this box of people's living room living rooms you could use a phone as an extra controller look almost like the sing star the newer sing stars where you just sing into the microphone of the of the phone, that sort of thing. It, it had some cool concepts, but we never saw anything. But he brought on some big names, like uh, I think her name's Perrin Kaplan. She was with Nintendo for years and years and years through dark ages and good ages. But they are, according to Ars Technica, I think they broke this story. They did this reporting. But uh, the Intellivision Amico's Wild Ride as a possible video game console may soon come to an end, according to financial disclosures tucked into the company's most recent fundraising announcement. It's another fundraising announcement, by the way. They've had multiple Kickstarters. On Monday, Intellivision Entertainment Inc. began its fourth round of public pre-launch fundraising in less than four years. The fundraising campaign, which aims to raise $5 million, includes a Securities mm. and Exchange Commission filing that contains page after page of risk factors for the company's future. With, while such disclosures tend to include broad statements of potential risk factors to cover all foreseeable catastrophes, and television's filing goes into specifics about the company's current debt and suggests a current timeline for the game's console potential dissolution. So it was announced in 2018. The initial date, release date, was October 10th, 2020. They said with COVID and development, there were issues. Um but almost as bad as the Polymega was to start off with, there's been a lot of mispromises, and this thing is not quite what people were told it was going to be. Uh, the damning thing to me was rather interesting. I'm going to quote this from Mars Technica. Our previous attempts to understand the hardware inside a Miko console suggested a sheer material cost of around $100 for the system's default SKU. That includes the console itself and a pair of included game pads. Estimating exactly how many consoles were attached to a 1.35 million orders tricky without a better look at ARC's Chinese manufacturing plants and wholesale order prices, but rough math on the numbers we have thus far indicate, indicates orders in the 12 to 15,000 console range. And previous statements from Intellivision suggested that roughly 6,000 pre-orders were placed. That is not the bit that I thought it was. Here's that bit. I'm sorry. 
so one of their more unusual loan arrangements comes from 810000 owed to an angel investor advisor, Sudesh Argawal, whose name is spelled multiple ways in the SEC filing. The arrangement demands that a television pay Argawal $100 for every Amico console sold until his entire balance is paid back. Oh. Amico consoles have been pre-sold at a price of $249 via both their website and that they Intellivision announced this week that the console's price could reach as high as $349.99. Uh, the loan arrangement stipulates the balance should be paid in full by December 31st, 2021, which, as we all know, was a month and a half ago. Uh, though it doesn't say what penalties Intellivision may incur for failing to pay a single penny of that amount by the end of last year. They've got to sell these things. They've got to actually put them out. They haven't done so. And then when they actually do, $100 out of every SKU is going to go to this investor. Stick a fork in it, folks. Overpromise. I think this thing is done. And I don't I don't know where it went wrong. I don't know if it's an OS. I'm sure this will be a great Jason Trier uh, expose when all is said and done. Uh, Tommy Tallarico has been kind of combative with people and with press and it might be a while to get a straight story from him. I don't know if the story will break from him. But the uh, writing on the wall looks pretty rough there for the Intellivision Amico. Of course, if they want to send us one and we can stream it and play it, then we will happily take one. Yeah. Demo the, demo the Intellivision Amico. Put it right by my Ouya. Uh, put it right by your Coleco Chameleon. What was that thing I was super excited about a few years ago? Come on the, no, you talking about Karma, Karma, Karma Chameleon? Yeah, that too. It's, no, this was the thing they were showing off at trade shows that was the Jaguar. Remember, they purchased the Jaguar mold from that dentist company? They plugged it into, like, a PC or something like that? When they, they put it over the top of a Super Nintendo, and yeah. they had Super Nintendo ROM playing off of it. And it had Super Nintendo controllers, like, coming out of the bottom of the taped-on thing and all that. Disaster. All right, that's the Amico update, because I think that might be it mm-hmm. until we finally hear that the plug's been pulled on it. Yeah. Today there was a Nintendo Direct. Yes, there uh, was. How do we want to tackle this beast? Because it seems to be backwards. Is it yeah, backwards? It's backwards in order, but it doesn't matter. If I scroll down, does that work? Brent, you no, have a hot take. It, you have a hot it, take that I want to dispute that you sent out in our chat thread, which I'm very curious about your take. My take? What, what hot take? Oh, yeah. Brent knows what, his hot take. What, that, that we're getting Mario Kart 8 and... Grand Theft Auto Five again eight years later. <laughs> <laughs> Nine years later, hit two games. Wait, 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 what was it? When you're middle school and then they're in college and they still getting those yeah. injuries. <laughs> <laughs> I've bought so, everyone they put out. I bought Mario Kart Eight on day one. So yes, I, yes, I, I did. We all I bought a lot the. Of, I, I mean, you played a line a lot on the Wii. So Wii. much. We yeah, loved a whole Wii Sunday. Version. I think it was like a whole mm-hmm. Sunday we sit there and race online. We played that dang game so much at my house. It was it was that and Smash. On the Wii U? Yeah. And then you got definitive versions of both on the other console, which is not a bad thing either. Yeah. Cesar just disappeared on us. We're looking at Don Quixote. Some Dragon Ball thing. All right, I guess we'll go in the order IGN has it in. If you want to watch the show... We're recording night of, but this won't post until three days later or so, yeah. so you'll probably have seen a lot. But here's our hot takes on everything. Uh, they wrapped up the show, I guess we're going backwards, with Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles Trace for September 2022. Which had been kind of talked about 
Right. But this was actual confirmation. Yeah, that this it, was the. Yeah. Had a little trailer with it. A bunch of people playing flutes. It looked like Xenoblade. Yeah. Did we lose our resident Xenoblade expert? There he is. No, I'm here. I'm here <laughs> fucking around. That's What'd all. you think? Uh, you see. I saw a lot of Monados, right? Remnants of uh, some of the enemies in the sword, the Bionis in the background, and as well as some of the remnants of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, their world. So this is like the, I think they came back and said this is the compilation of the ending of the trilogy. It ties in all yeah. the stories together and connects all three games. That's cool. So, have had it. You know how, uh, was it Tetsuo? I think, I think that's the guy who... Who uh, did the series? He's you know he's known for his uh, wild stories. So let's put it that way. So I'm sure it's going to be a wild ride. Strap in and see where it goes, huh? Yeah, very anime-ish. I'm all about that weeb shit, guys. It looked good. It honestly looked good. Uh, Mario Kart Deluxe to add Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That is to add 48 new tracks with paid DLC through 2023. Yeah, I'm gonna, the full they, I'm gonna read the full details. That's where they lost me. Oh, Brant. I'm <laughs> gonna quick, read the full quick gaming after that point. What Brant is disputing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will soon be getting new tracks via the paid booster course pass. This will add 48 additional courses. Yep. Brant. Courses we've already played. To the no, game. no, 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 this game. no, Richard. The... No, no, Richard. <laughs> this is the one we can finally beat DK Mountain. Yeah, that's it. Then I'll sign up for it. I will not play the fucking double dash disc again. I will buy this shit. This will add 40 additional courses to the game through 2023. The first of six waves, all of which will contain eight courses. Brant arrives on March 18th. Brant and includes such classic tracks. Brant as We Coconut Mall, N64 Chaco Mountain, and Tour Tokyo Blur from the Mario yeah. Kart Tour that everybody yes, plays. Yes, the classic tracks, We Coconut Mall. Really. Greatness. That is actually yeah. that's a good that's a good map. That's actually a really. I know. Fuck 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 Mario Kart Wii. I don't give a fuck. Every track Mario Kart Wii is bullshit. <laughs> this is a good map. While the what you Mario want, Kart... Richard, what you want is a playable version of Mario Kart Wii on the Switch. Yeah. And to, ah. for them to retire Mario Part uh, Mario Kart Eight. That's what you want. I don't know. Mario Kart Wii is super slow. Every time we try to go back to it, it's like, eh, something's wrong here. Yeah. While the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pack will cost $24.99, it will also be free to all members of Nintendo Switch Online, plus oh. expansion pack. Oh, yes, of course. Brent, please tell me. Okay. My argument is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is probably the best Mario Kart we've gotten. It is not my favorite. My favorite is 64, which is probably one of the worst. But I have the best memories of that one, right? I think it's yeah. kind of that Zelda syndrome or even Mario syndrome. Your favorite one is the first one you like really dove into, right? Yeah. So this is the best Mario Kart. This is the most solid. My kids can pick it up and play. We play yeah. it's a family game, all that kind of stuff. They are adding 48 tracks for $25. Where do you have an issue with this? Oh, no, what? no, no. Well, my, my, my issue is the fact that the game's been out for at least it's been out seven years on the switch. It's right. been out longer um, than that because it was on the seven. Wii U. Has it been seven? Yeah. Six years. Six years. Six years yep. on the switch. Yeah, remember come, we're only in the middle March, of the, we're, we're only in the middle of the switch's life cycle. Remember that? Yeah, it seems like it. It's going to last forever. <laughs> uh, and then when they say, you know, 
we've got more news for Mario Kart. Uh, you fans. were hoping for what? I go, oh, oh, Mario Kart Nine, finally. Which you know, means it's been what? years. What is Mario Kart Nine going to give you? Brand new tracks, brand new music. These are the same tracks, Richard. These are As the same. What? These are legacy tracks. Choco Mountain. That's all you're going to get in the. <laughs> okay, I get your new track. I get your new track thing. Because it's going to be a new take being in that Mario Kart 8. Engine. And who knows? I mean, they could have a brand new. I mean, there's there's all sorts of stuff. Um, I can't remember what the. I was watching something and it was the talk about Mario Kart through like the, the lineage of Mario Kart yeah. and how they bring in new ideas and then some ideas get scrapped. And um, that's true. Apparently. uh a certain Mario creator thought Mario Kart should only have the Mario characters and adding other characters. It should just be smash Kart, And then eventually they did get what's wrong with that. Uh, link and, uh, villagers and stuff from animal crossing and Isabel and all of this. And it wasn't wound up not being an issue. Right. But, um, there was some, Gosh, I can't remember what the mechanic was that they that they wound up scrapping, and then they kind of turned it into the like gravity <laughs> hover mechanic in Mario Kart Eight, where you can which like I get love. on the walls and stuff. Yeah, which is great. Seven had the flying; it had the uh, yeah, the gliders, paragliders. Yeah, <laughs> but there was some other other mechanic, and it sounded really wild. Something. Oh, it was something about being able to. Um, drill underground like having carts that had like a drill on the front and apparently they 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 did have a cart they do have a (laughs) cart in mario kart tour that has a drill on it It, it's not it like it won't go underground or anything but yeah they had that concept and then eventually it it got scrapped well good good news gentlemen i i went ahead and took a photo of the the thing that brent wants in mario kart 9 and sent it to both your cell phones so oh boy Somebody had captured it on Twitter, and this is what Brandon's looking oh. forward to. We'll feature a new twist. Dash. I guess that's analysis, but it's been a preview. <laughs> <laughs> so I think with this evidence of all these new tracks, this is the last Mario Kart for a while with all these tracks. Yeah. I think they are going to pivot to a Nintendo Kart. I think this is evidence of that, and yeah. then they can do all that experimental stuff. Yeah, they, but this is like this is a great ass Mario Kart. This is a solid, <clears throat> almost dare yeah. I say, perfect Mario Kart. To get forty eight more tracks for it for half the price of a game, I'm in for. They still don't get me for that online expansion pass thing. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's bit yet. I'm proud of us. We're holding strong. <laughs> and they added two games today, which we're <clears> going <throat> to talk about later, I'm sure. And they don't require the expansion pass. Yeah. They no, really I'll- leaned into that. I was laughing because, uh, you know, I know you follow Emily Rogers on Twitter and, and um, she was advocating why that was a good deal. And somebody went on her thread and was like, rest in peace in your to your mentions. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went back and changed it to like friends only responding like people she follows only. <laughs> I don't want to just anybody there, like, talking shit to your mentions. <laughs> OK, so was, bottom she line, trying, she was trying to do the devil's advocate thing. So. Right. <clears throat> The same Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that we all bought six years ago, which was a version of the game we all bought yeah. nine years ago, is going to get 48 new tracks for $25. That is a plus in my book. Yeah. 
I, I just um, I I think it's a rather disappointing that it took this long for them to actually support it, and then when they yeah. do, they're going to mm, battle past this, you know, kind of like they did with um, all right <clears throat> with Smash Ultimate, but with Smash, you actually got new characters, new stages, new music, music. new everything. It so, wasn't the same rehashing of everything else. So, Brent, I actually agree with you for once. So, this is what I thought when I saw that. That's <clears throat> I don't give two fucks about it. So, would you have been more excited if it was a Mario Kart Nine? No, I just I'm done. I'm over Mario Kart Eight. I'm over it. I'm like I'm I'm o- I'm over milking the cow. I mean, you're yeah. So you you would have been traps. excited. You would have been excited if it was a Mario Kart Nine if it offered something new. If it, yeah, if it had something new. Okay, I think that's where yeah. I'm different. I'm I'm different from y'all because I haven't considered that. I didn't think, man, they could add something new. Because to me, this was a perfect Mario Kart. But I probably thought that about. I didn't think that about Mario Kart Wii. I probably thought that about Double Dash. <laughs> you know, it 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 was the it was the perfect Mario Kart. And so I think they're really leaning into that because it's still selling. We've talked about that on this podcast. Why would they come out with a new one? This one's selling like gangbusters. Yeah, this is sells. what you do. It's this still at the top of their list every time. The, yeah. My main concern outside of this, because I will get that and I will get those new tracks and try them out, is I do want that backed up at some point. I want a Mario Kart Deluxe Plus or whatever yeah, the fuck they call it that has all that shit on there. That's and my then, other. <clears throat> and it not it. just be lost, you know, when they turn these servers off in 15 years and we don't have 48 tracks. That would be so, a huge travesty. Gentlemen, this is why you buy Japanese versions of games, because I have a Japanese version of uh, Breath of the Wild, which includes expansion pass on cart. Yeah. I also Ooh. ordered this, but that's not a guarantee. That's kind of a one-off thing. That's not always a guarantee that that will have that on the cart. If Mario I, Kart I, does that, hell yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, that's that's what they've been doing. So that's not the only one they have out there too. There's a, I think three or four other ones that's not from Nintendo, but they are complete best versions, versions. Uh, that they've sold in Japan just to sell more copies of something. So that is good. All right, we got past our hot button issue. That was yeah. a good discussion, though. It ended up being a good discussion. I wanted to reach back out in the chat thread, and I was like, "No, he's got a good point, and I'm gonna have a good point too." So we'll we'll see where we we'll see yeah, where we. The meet. thing is, I'm I'm not shitting on. It. I'm just like that's it, just it's Nintendo being Nintendo. Yeah. So. And I think we all paid for the DLC packs on the Wii U back in the day that got us less than this twenty five dollars yeah. is gonna get us. They've always been good with DLC though. They've never really nickel and dimed. DLC content has always been worthwhile add-ons. Yeah. No horse re- armor from Nintendo. Yeah, and that's the thing. I remember the free update that gave you like the uh, Mercedes-Benz stuff and then yeah. the, uh, the the DLC packs and stuff that, you know, yeah, gave you the new tracks and, and stuff like that. And I bought those, and then I turned around and once, once it was available on the Switch, bought it again, so... And but that also had the improvement because I think the Wii U one was lacking because you only had one item, you yeah. couldn't ha- you couldn't hold that protectant item behind you, so that had always been to me because I my first one was Mario Kart 64 that had always been a thing for the series is having that second item as a backup as like a security, a defense thing and you had to have it in 64 because the rubber banding was so bad on the AI you'd oh, hit somebody gosh. and then within three seconds they'd be right back on your ass it would be so aggravating to me. Oh, every time I think about playing that, I'm like, fuck that rubber banding shit. It's just brutal. Especially on the higher difficulty, it just gets worse and worse. Um, Next up, Fire Emblem Warriors. They let off the show with this. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses features characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses. 
Three hopes. I'm sorry. Three, three ho- hopes. Yeah, I would say it's three hopes. I would hope Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses features characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses. That is three hopes. That is coming June 24th, 2022. It is a Musou style Fire Emblem game, and it looks to feature characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Do not play it on a regular 3DS. You're going to need the new 3DS to keep it from slowing down uh, significantly. It'll probably, yeah, be slowed down significantly on Switch because you need the new Nintendo Switch. Warriors is already pretty, pretty bad. Oh, Age of Calamity struggled, didn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a rough one? Ah, uh, Cesar's right. We're gonna need a we're gonna need a boost here before too long. We need that new Tegra chipset. It's backwards compatible. Just go ahead and make it. Unless there's just no, unless that's one of the shortages too, right? Make that. I don't shit. know at this point. Mm. Well, there was reporting around the release of the OLED that that was like a half step thing. They didn't want to just do the OLED one, so maybe we'll get there. Uh, in soccer news, Mario Strikers Battle League brings 5v5 soccer action to Switch. As soon as I saw that art style, I was like, that looks like the GameCube one. Uh, Mario Strikers is returning with Mario Strikers Battle League. This 5v5 soccer game with no rules features Mario characters and will allow up to eight players to compete on one Switch. That'll be fun. 5v5, but only eight people. You gotta have two... <laughs> you gotta have two bots in there with you. Who wants the bots? <laughs> yes, we finally have eight people. <laughs> Who gets the bots? Uh, much like Mario Kart Battle League will let players use items and activate special shots to help them secure victory. I think a cool part of that video was uh, a shot that... I guess it was one of the special shots somebody took. It was like a tornado. And if you score with that special shot, it's two goals. Yeah. So that could that could almost add like a American football element to it where you could go for two or something like that and make it a different, you know, add more strategy <clears throat> to versus trying to stack up one goal, one goal, one goal, one goal. Uh, I'm going to let you take this bombshell, Young Brant. The next one on the list. Oh. Which is so coming we had, to, we had coming to everything, this. I believe. Yeah, we so had discussed our, this a couple. Wow. So I'll start pipe up when you go. know there's ones coming to multiple platforms because I don't know those 100. percent This Chrono one is, Cross coming, is coming to yeah, everything. everything. Yep. Uh, and on April 7th, of Chrono this Cross year. Remaster, which is called the Radical Dreamers Edition. The important thing is it comes with that Satella View, uh, Radical Dreamers spinoff that was kind of like a segue between the two of sorts. Yeah. Uh, good music came from that Radical Dreamers thing, too, if I remember right. There's a ladybug in here. And they bite. Be... Did you know that? Ladybugs yeah, yes. bite? Okay. <laughs> Somehow and... recently discovered that enough everybody knew. It's a PSA. Yes, because I, I regularly get in fistfights with uh, ladybugs. So. Come get this one, then, man. It's whooping around. He's out for nope. vengeance. That was, like, that was like the whole bit of a bug's life was... Francis, they were. <laughs> he so bites. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know how ladybugs are aggressive. That's That was the whole bit. Yeah, usually they're they get blown up and giant, and you get you have to fight them uh, as a little alligator uh, in Croc uh, One. As you look for Gobos. As you look for Gobos. The definitive Croc is always Croc to you. Chrono Cross is going to come with uh, such <laughs> updates as <laughs> immediately pivots back to Chrono. As the ability to turn off encounters and enhanced soundtrack. I don't know how you can enhance that soundtrack anymore. That is a game I have played maybe a couple hours of, but I will listen to that soundtrack endlessly. It is perfection video game music, 100%. Uh, that is coming April 7th, very soon. Yeah, it looks good. 
We I'm very excited. I'm very excited now, about this next one. <laughs> yeah, I know this. This was this was a really good good one. Uh, My so kids Wii were Sports watching when this was on. Is no longer Wii Sports. It is uh, Wii Nintendo Sports. Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, which will come out on uh, the Switch. Will um, feature bowling, tennis. Um, what is it? Cambria, Chambara, Chambara, sword play, uh, soccer, and badminton, oh, and badminton. volleyball. And, and they get, they're going to add golf at some golf, point. Yeah, they, said. they yeah. did announce that. Yeah, they were going to add golf, it, and I would assume they'll add a few more things as well. So <clears throat> I did a watch along with somebody on the on this one, and they were excited about badminton. Like they're like, "Holy shit, badminton! I'm so good at badminton." I was like, "I've never heard that from anybody ever." <laughs> I, I was like, "Badminton." <laughs> also, I used to play badminton nonstop because we could play it in the yard. We didn't need a tennis court. We could play badminton back and forth. That thing hangs up in the air, and it lets you make like crazy dives and all that kind of stuff. I'm also very excited for the badminton. Uh, this looks very, very good. Uh, they're not the Mies. They're not the Wii Sports people rounded out with no legs and stuff like that. They look like actual characters. Not saying people with no legs don't look like real people. That's not where I was going. <laughs> that's absolutely. That's what, what it sounded meant. like. Yeah, that's absolutely what you meant. Uh, it's not an Nintendoized avatar. I'll go with that route. Yeah. It's, they actually have... Uh, form to them. They're not these uh, Wii Sports characters it's, that we it, Yeah, it's of. those it's those updated Mii's. Mm-hmm. But it looks really good. It looks but super yeah, it polished. Actually, yeah, it actually looks good. Is this the casual game that we were rumored about a couple weeks ago and we were asking uh, Brand, I think you, you were speculating 1-2 Switch and I said, I said Switch fit. <laughs> this was it, yeah. It's good. Somebody it looks, was it looks that. really good. Gosh, they gotta add they gotta add baseball to it and everything baseball too. Because gosh, any any time you hit the damn ball, those no, man, give me, immediately catch it out. Give me another fucking pile of wings, man. Oh yeah, I, I also want pile of wings. Hey, I mean, wasn't wasn't like uh, resort sports kind of like a pile of wings almost? Yeah, like, it, it like, took place in that island. Stuff. It was the island from the 3DS title. It was yeah. that Wahoo Island or whatever. Wahoo. Oh, damn, now I just want to play Pilot Wings. Why don't we have another Pilot Wings? I still got my 3DS one. I still pop it in from time to time. Pilot Wings Resort. Are there any other Pilot Wings adjacent type titles? Is there something else that is that similar? It's a wacky game. I guess you could put it in the category with like Wave Race and, and 1080 and stuff like that, right? Yeah. With runs and challenges and stuff. All right, Brant, tell us about those new uh, Wave Race titles that were announced. Nah. But this is coming April 29th. It looks like a lot of stuff is going to be coming out in April. Um, this is the new February. Uh, but they will actually have a online uh, playtest for this uh, starting February 18th through February 20th. If you've got the uh, Nintendo Switch online membership, you can download this online uh, test demo. They want to be able to test, um, I guess, their their online servers and everything, make sure everything's going to work uh, as intended, uh, which is a constant struggle for uh, Nintendo on some of their titles. So hopefully that, uh, that shakes out really well. Um, they did announce that they're doing yet another free demo uh, for Triangle Strategy. Um, 
uh, will be released um, March 4th. And we'll go through chapters one through three. And, of course, your uh, progress will be carried out throughout the full version. Uh, Always a are, plus. I love it when games do that. When demos are getting do that. a remake of Front Mission and Front Mission 2. Um, they... So, sorry, you were just talking about Front Mission, weren't you? Were you yeah. giving you credit for bringing Front Mission back? I have Front Mission. We'll give it to first, him. The first one was uh, translated and ported to the DS, and Front Mission 3 was on the original PlayStation. Front Mission 2, we never got over here officially. Dang. That's a good That would be then. the first time. I've played one and I've played three. I haven't played two yet. I was following somebody on online that was slowly translating the, the Super Family version of it, and I think they got 75% done, and then the project just died, and I was like, oh, it's Damn. But that was yeah, one and two that was Super it. Famicom? One and two was on Super Fami. Uh, they ported one DS, and then three was on PlayStation. And I think they ported Four one and two on, on PlayStation. We just never got them over here. So. Ah, hmm. Classic. They did not have a date on those. They just announced them. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. That's this coming was from to a the, lot of stuff, too. Yeah, this it? was from the studio that, that just signed that deal with Square to do remakes, remember? The same yeah. with Panzer. So this must have been Heck the first yeah. ones in that deal they made. They signed with Square. So Cool. Uh, we got to see Splatoon 3's uh, co-op. Um, and they said Summer 2022 is it's, when uh, Richard's favorite mode, uh, Salmon Run. It was not fun. We couldn't even beat the first round. It was not fun. I bought that game for that mode. It's my fault for bitching about Splatoon 2 because I bought it for one mode and I did not enjoy that <laughs> mode. And that, that was it. It ruined it for me. I was really? done. Now, now they're going in hard on that mode now, so. Maybe it's improved. I don't know. It sucked. To me, it sucked. We had four people who knew how to play Splatoon, and we could not beat that first round. So I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> Repeatedly could not beat that first round. Uh, as of today, you can download two new versions uh, for to fit your play style for Metroid Dread. Yeah, two uh, totally different ends of the spectrum, aren't they? Yeah, so you either have this extremely hard dread mode which one hit and you're dead no matter from what from where whatever it, it's immediately it's immediate death uh and then an easier rookie mode uh where i think it's a little bit toned down you get more health and, and stuff like that it's a little bit more accessible for first time players uh into the series See, they mentioned that, but this is a this is a difficult Metroid, right? Metroid games aren't usually difficult. Um, I don't or know. I, wasn't I mean, bad. both it just both me, yeah, both me and my my thirteen year old beat it on normal difficulty. I mean, once you some of those bosses, especially right at the end, that that last boss is a challenge. But that was probably um, it's good. That's I agree with Brent. I think the final boss is probably when I actually had difficulties with the game. That's the one where I had to restart a couple of times, and then once you figure out the method to to do the battle, it's it just takes. It's like any other from software game. It's like you just you have to get used to it and just memorize it. The patterns, yeah, yeah. But you got you got a maturing candidate. It so. I may still play. I may still play that on normal. I need to bust mine out. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands mouthful mode will let Kirby become a car or a vending machine or a cone. Saw the cone. cone. Yeah. <laughs> 
he he he's able to inhale large amounts of water. Oh, that, I'm was sure cool. there's, that was like a Splatoon yeah. mode, right? Yeah. I was I was waiting for the cocaine to come in, inhale large <laughs> amounts of cocaine. I'm sure there's other modes that they they're keeping a little close to the vests, uh, little things, but this reinforces that this is like Mario Odyssey, but with Kirby. My kids watch most of the direct with me. This was the clear winner by far. They like Kirby swallowing the car and just cutting around. They've never played a Kirby game, but he's recognizable. And then seeing the open world and stuff like that, they were all about that. Uh, The next one was a a big uh, cheer and also a big sigh. Uh, for fans of the series, we got but Mother Three finally. We're getting uh, Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound on the Nintendo Switch Online service uh, today. Of, yes, uh, today. Uh, and uh, staying true to nature, um, they never mentioned Earthbound Three. So, fittingly, I've purchased these in the that. past, and now they're free, and I never played them in the past. Okay, I'm looking at my uh, my boss copy Mother Three on my shelf right now, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> Your Japanese is getting good enough; you can probably play it, right? If it's Furigani, uh, Furigana, it's yes. It's um, Kanji. My Kanji's uh, yeah. I mean, I literally sat there and looked at Kanji for five hours, and I, I felt like I was gonna die. So I like my eyes hurt. Is that bad? It's just it's so much, man. That's the traditional one, right? Like more syllable based. No, that's no hitagana. Uh, yeah, hitagana. I mean, you you have uh, the easiest one for me is like like Pokemon and all and all these anything that's like geared towards children they'll have in, in uh, Futagani as well. Futagana, Futagani, Futagana as well. So where it has the hitagana on top of the kanji, so it does both. Gotcha. But it's like it's for anybody that's still like um up to preteen and so once they hit yeah. about 16 and older they expect you to know the kanji stuff so it's like um it's a steep learning curve for their language yeah, yeah. um uh, next up advanced wars one plus two boot reboot camp launches april 8th so it got delayed out of last year but not too far um into the future we have to wait for Advance Wars continues to look good. The boss, the bosses yeah. are voiced in this one. Uh, there's a rewind feature, so if you fuck up, you don't have to restart the whole thing over. I, I thought that was pretty cool, which can be uh, super critical in RTSs. You make one wrong move and something gets wiped out. You can just back up. They mentioned that it would be friendly to new strategy game players. That one continues to look good. Was it WayForward doing that game? I was about to say, I think it's WayForward, and they're awesome, so... It reeks of their, I say reek, it uh, it has their signature style written all over it, which yeah. is high quality production and animation. It looks really good. I'm excited for this one. I miss some Advance Wars. Um, we're getting, what is this, Live a Live? Uh, I've with, heard about this game, but always in like a legendary status. I don't yeah. know anything about it. It's a um, it's a JRPG, and this will be the first uh, localization of it. Um, what is it? In July twenty second. I think it was so a Super is... Nintendo RPG that was stuck over there that had like all kind of wild gameplay styles and stuff associated with it. Yeah, and this one will be in that 
HD 2D style. Yeah, well, what was funny was I, I, I literally had that in my Etsy cart for a reproduction cart because the translation for the Super Family version has been out for a while. So oh. that was one of the ones I was watching oh. closely that I was going to get ready to purchase. So, And now we're getting a remaster with that beautiful Octopath engine. Oh, my God. Please don't start. That's an Unreal Engine. <laughs> it's Octopath Engine. It's Octopath Engine doesn't exist. It's I love that argument Octopath on, on Twitter. Traveler people. Like, Octopath Engine, they're like, this is how false information gets spread because people just sit there and just go like, this is an Octopath Engine. It's like, there's no such thing as Octopath Engine. Octopath it's, uh, art style. It's HD2D, which <laughs> is a style of Unreal Engine. Don't be proprietary of false information. popularized by Octopath Traveler. We don't, talked don't on this podcast about no, the no, Rich, the guy don't, from don't justify your misinformation. Don't do it. No, we don't talked to it. this. We talked on this podcast about yeah. the guy who worked on that engine for Epic and how great it was. So I, I will give the props to Unreal Engine. Is Unreal Engine? You, you are correct. Don't popularized be, by uh, franchises such as. Don't Artifact be that guy with misinformation. You're like the new Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, they got to scrub our podcast now, huh? Oh, a friend of the show, Joel, did ask us if we needed to review any of our content and see if it needed to be removed. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure we're good. <laughs> we're golden on that. No no worries there. Thank you for your concern, Joel. Uh, the Switch will also be receiving Portal 1 and 2 later this year. From Valve, but not Portal 3. When are we going to get Portal 3 on Switch? Uh, whenever they eventually have it. What if they had made Portal 3 switches? <laughs> oh my gosh. The internet would have literally burned down today. And I did see that these are the um, single player of Portal 1 and 2. Um, it will also have uh, the co-op for Portal 2, and you'll be able to do that uh, couch co-op or online. Um, Which is then awesome. they also showed... Um, MLB The Show 2022, which we had talked about last week. Um, which it's awesome that we're getting portable baseball and then it's on Nintendo, but man, that the game looked rough. Yeah, it looked like PS3 The Show, <laughs> the anti aliasing around the like the edges around the people was just, ew. but hey, I'm sure like on that small screen, that pixel density and such, yeah. you won't you won't be able to tell. It is it is still going to be a good game of baseball no matter what. Sacrifices were made. Yeah. Uh, we're getting the Force Unleashed. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Star Wars games. Courtesy uh, of Aspire. Who just bought them? Somebody just got Aspire. I don't remember. It was uh, the Embracer Group. Embracer Group. Embracer. They it wasn't Microsoft, them. it was the Embracer Group. And that will be coming to Nintendo Switch April 20th. I missed this one. I must have looked away. How Did did they show gameplay? Yes. A little bit. How did it look? It, it looks like yeah. a PC version that runs in high-res graphics without the detail. Oh. Yeah. We've seen that a lot on Switch. Uh, and then they did announce a, another karting game. Um, this is Disney Speedstorm Racing, which involves a bunch of Disney characters and Pixar characters. This is probably the worst free-to-play racer I have ever heard of. You have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Disney and Pixar characters like Mickey Mouse, Captain Jack Sparrow, and Sully. 
not from Uncharted, I'm guessing. No, yeah. he's in there. He's a hidden character. <laughs> Famous <laughs> Disney character, Sully, from Uncharted. <laughs> it will support cl- cross-platform play and split-screen, and new character circuits and carts will be introduced as part of a seasonal format. The new Challenger in the kart racer genre will be released this summer. I'm always down for new kart racers. I will be trying this. Especially free yeah, to play, it's right? It's free, yeah. Yeah, well, free to know. play. Free. Uh, the worst thing you have to do is is delete it afterwards, right? So. Right. Oh, got to delete this. Oh, God, how dare I have to hit another button and say yes. Next up, I have no clue how they are getting this running on Switch, but No Man's Sky is traveling to Switch, says IGN, this summer. Oh, it, it, it looks, looks like it's running on Switch. Be, won't be. It looks like it runs on Switch. It did? Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, it looks like it, it runs on Switch. I it thought looks it looked solid like to me. I won't be surprised if it's cloud. <laughs> you think it'll be a cloud version, Brent? Nah, it's it's um extremely stripped down is what it looks like. Not a lot of texture details and stuff. Is that what it? It it was like very blurry and there's missing detail. And at one point you're riding a butterfly. I was very confused, so I was like, I don't know what's happening. This is part of the updates. Is it like Ark when we watch that Ark trailer? Like, what is happening? Ark is fucking <laughs> Are there good, lasers man. and stuff? Ark is gold. I watch Ark all day on, on YouTube. I was like, I don't think I'll ever play Ark, but I've watched people play Ark, and this shit is hilarious. Like, this is legit people walking around just shit falling out their ass. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, they just poop wherever they walk. I'm like, what is happening? This really? Game? Yeah, yeah. I gotta see this. All right, No Man's Sky, Switch, summer 2022 this year. And all right, Brand. Brent, July eighth. This one you brought yeah, it back. July eighth. We can all uh, yell Wahoo as we play uh, <laughs> Klonoa uh, Fantasy Revelry series, which is uh, Klonoa one and two remastered. All right, I, which will release for... on everything, I believe. Yeah, yeah. The the go kart thing is on everything, and then it's like you said, the Klonoa is on everything, like everything. Like there's a native PS5 version for one. It's not like bullshit. Backwards compatible PS4. Yeah, we're getting physical PS5. copies of that one. Uh, I imagine Play Asia probably do one because they did on the Mr. Driller and they did on uh My Katamari. We eventually got My Katamari anyways, but you know, yeah, My Katamari, Katamari Damacy. Yeah, excuse me. Oh God, there's still so- no. We're almost at the end. Yeah, uh, there's Taiko, just a couple things. Taiko new to Tatsujin Rhythm Festival drums onto Switch with 76 bopping beats in 2022. 76 songs, including Legend of Zelda's main theme. Uh, there's also going to be a subscription coming out with 200 songs, I think they said. 500. Why don't they give us the drums? Why can't we get a skew with the drums again? I imported mine from uh, the Play Ages as well, so I have a drum set. Why don't we get a skew with the drums Vincent. here that people can get? Because... Nobody bought it when it was here, and it sat on shelves at your GameStop, your local GameStop, and now they sell Funko Pops because of that. They need that. They need Funko Pops for those uh, extra Tyco drum sets that don't fit there, and the bongos yeah, right. that everybody just had leftover bongos. And I bought the shit out of all the DK. bongos too. I got four bongos because they were super cheap at some point. So yep, Ucho bongos. But I, I paid the money for the the drum set on on Switch. I don't know how much I paid. I have to look up and play how much I paid. I don't think it was that much. Really? Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Cuphead, the Delicious Last Course DLC, comes to Switch Library on June 30th. I believe it's coming to everything on that date. I would play yeah. the fuck out of this with Brant if they would have called like the shitty last course or <laughs> the tasteless last course. And I'd be like, garbage course. Bullshit course. I'm sorry, Brant. I know you love this game. I I can't. I've only I got, played it with I've Brant. gotten. 
I've gotten to like the very end, and and that it's it's the fucking Dark Souls of shoot 'em ups, and I I have a hard time with Dark Souls as it is, so it's hard. My kids were excited about this game too, and I was like, yes, it's beautiful, looks like a cartoon, it's very difficult, it's very hard. It's very at, hard. At this point, this is where you let your children play it, and you just like I'm going to enjoy this and and see how long it lasts. So no food until you beat that boss. <laughs> Damn, they'd be starving. You beat the potato, you get a potato. <laughs> you, get a, you get a potato. <laughs> you you got to give them something like, if you don't beat this game, you get nothing but unlimited salads or some bullshit. You know? <laughs> uh, the, the previously announced uh, Assassin's Creed Ezio collection is coming out on Switch on February 17th. Kingdom Hearts Integrum Masterpiece for Cloud will be released tomorrow, so that'll be... February 10th as of this I'm podcast. I'm super excited that I turn off the comments for that part of the show because I'm sure they were hateful all throughout that on the <laughs> Why? Because it was cloud? Yeah. You can purchase the entire collection or single game collections. Uh, stop the breaks in SD Gundam Battle Alliance later this year. SD Battle Gundam Battle Alliance challenges players to stop strange incidents called breaks. Could be uh, the mission. SD could be for standard or San Diego. Which one do you think? Standard definition. Players will lead three mobile suits in dynamic action RPG battles with the ability to enhance each suit with parts to improve their power. Uh, a game we were all excited about when it was announced. Getsu, Fumuyid, Getsu Fumiden. Undying Moon. Which is a... Was it a Famicom game that they ended up upscaling? It was, remastering? Uh, it was like a cousin to the Castlevania series. It's right. made by the Castlevania team. It was like uh, they wanted to do something different before, like Castlevania 2 or some shit like that, and they made this game. That is available today on yeah. Switch and I believe other things. Maybe PS4 and PC. Or it may be Switch only. I'm not sure. It would be... Uh, it, it, this is up Brant's Alley. This is super fucking expensive because I just looked at the price. Yeah. It was like 35 bucks digital and like 30 regular. And I was like, damn, why isn't there a physical version of this shit? I would have paid 30 physical. For 35, yeah. Yeah. Because we were all excited about it when it was twenty dollars digital. I'm okay. Thirty five digital. I want a physical. Yeah. Something. I want at something. I want at least look at the box or something like that. Same. Then we got a sizzle reel where we were shown uh, the Lego brawls, <laughs> Demon Slayer, and Two Point Campus and Zombie Army Four with a giant zombie shark jumping mm-hmm. through the air. Friend of the show Charles loves uh, zombie army games. He says they're very very good. They are zombie army esque. They're in the zombie army genre. They're the zombie army Dark Souls like Dark Souls. They're one of those games that you can just mindlessly pound away with and they're satisfying. So, I mean, that's just, I guess, the best way to describe it. I can probably describe it. Was Lego Brawl previously shown off? That seemed new to me. This is new. It looked like, that looked like, what, like a Smash Brothers clone? Yeah, pretty much. Platform fighter. Why did it take this long to get all these platform fighters with the Nickelodeon one that just added, uh, would they Garfield. add Shredder? Shredder. Garfield not too long ago, too. What was that? Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, Garfield. <laughs> the Nickelodeon character Garfield. Lots of platform fighters this generation, though, it seems. I got that Nickelodeon one. We just haven't played it yet. I think the kids will get a kick out of it. I got it on some platform, but remember, I think we agreed that this was not a cross-platform, so we yeah. were all fucked because we all got different versions of it, so... And then there's a there's like a WB animated one coming out, right? Isn't that the fight fighter verse? Free or to play one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll be free to play. The Shaggy verse. Shaggy destroys Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Shaggy destroys Mortal Kombat. Scorpion. Oh, that's a Nintendo Direct. There was a lot of shit in that Nintendo Direct. 
It was a good one. This is probably the first one I said in a long time that's like from beginning to end was actually very good. I've yeah, been I'll critical like of them before, like, hey, this needs to be shorter because some of this stuff's like, eh. This was probably the first one in a long ass time, several years. Is probably like good from beginning to the end. There wasn't really there was any, a bad any moment filling or fluff or anything. Yeah. Outside of like, the bullshit, uh, Mario Kart 8 bullshit that's happening. But, um... The Splatoon stuff, I once I saw Splatoon, I was like, okay, what is this going to be? Because I love everything about Splatoon, except for Salmon Run killed the whole franchise for me. <laughs> Are those servers still up on Wii U? Can you play Splatoon on Wii U and get in I, there? I don't I believe know. so. Yeah. Probably with some damn main no, no. on that game. Friend of the show, uh, Russell. The only person yep. I know who put major hours in Splatoon on the Wii he U. He bought a Wii U for Splatoon. He mm-hmm. got the Splatoon bundle. <laughs> he did put some mad hours in that. All right, we ready to go into games played? Yeah. I'll be brief. Um, I played a little bit more of Ratchet and Clank. I thought it was at the end of it. But I beat a version of Dr. Nefarious. And that was just... So the, the whole game... The inferior version? The inferior Dr. Nefarious? You said inferior? The inferior version, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. He's like a wireframe. <laughs> he's the non-emperor one. He's uh, just the Doctor Nefarious. I guess he's the one from Ratchet's Rift or Ratchet's Dimension. Because he's the one from the true. It's supposed to be the. Well, I guess it's not true, but the original multiverse. For timeline. yeah, for Ratchet's timeline. So it's all like timelines, and and these rifts are going in between, and a rift in uh, rift. Ratchet and Rivet actually met, so that was a pretty cool moment, as neither one of them has ever seen another Lombax. Uh, I beat uh, Dr. Nefarious. I thought that was it. <laughs> then I had to go back to two other planets that needed saving. So it was cool to go back to the same places. I've been before. It wasn't a retread because I was doing a different thing. Like one was for the Morts and the other one was, I don't remember. Oh, the pirate. That's what I'm on now is the ratchet part as I'm going back to the pirate. He needs help all of a sudden. So these things that were enemies, the first go through on the planet's. Uh, they're actually assisting these characters against the nefarious army in this in this last twist of the battle. This main man, I maintain this is like one of the best PS5 exclusives. This is this is one to have. If you have a PS5, you need to have Ratchet and Clank. I know you guys both said this last year, and it was in my games of the year. And I'm just I'm glad it's not ending. Like I thought I was close to ending, and it, it kept going. I was like, sure, let's go. I'll buy another weapon, and we'll level this thing up, and. I went back to the arena and cleared out all the arena things, except for the last one's like under a lock. So I'm not sure what to do with. You that. have to you have to hit a certain point in the story, and those will be open. Yeah. So. Okay. I guess I'll just check at some point. I thought I was there because I had to clear one of those arena battles was pretty tough. I had to go in and look at my armor because something just what didn't check out. I was dying. I, I would get to the last round of this wave in the arena against. Uh, so you had to use the rocket launcher. And I didn't even have the rocket launcher at that time. And then the last wave of it, I would just die. And I would have full health and full rockets. And I would get to that last wave and just get owned. And I went, I was like, man, I'm doing something wrong. I couldn't level up. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So throughout the game, you're able to unlock different armor types and helmets and chest plates and things like that. And I found one that's like minus 10% damage for um, Dr. Nefarious's army or something like that. Man, if I lost 10 health, maybe, on the last time when I, I equipped the correct armor, I was like, ah. It was almost as bad as Breath of the Wild fighting that desert thing and not having the lightning-proof stuff. As soon as you have the right armor, easy breezy. But that's still, it's so responsive. It's so fast. It's, it's so fucking good. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is incredible. 
Uh, I played some Halo with Cesar. The the squad got on Saturday night. We were Brantless. Brant declined our advances. Which How dare fun. you, Brant? We had some, we had some good rounds, and we ended up finishing on. It was getting aggravating, and we ended up finishing on a really really good. Uh, I don't know. Was I, I was I was never mad. It's only you guys that get mad. I'm just like whatever. So. Yeah, it, it's just frustrating. Like you want to. It's not win or loss, but you don't want to just be have your ass handed to you over and over. And you don't want to yeah. feel like you're losing those firefights that you feel when you feel like you've been doing that Halo cadence for twenty something years. You don't want to feel like something you're doing in that is wrong. Like. Okay, what did he do faster than me? How how was that quicker than what I was doing? You, but, you, you uh, feel better once you like you just you just assume you suck at everything and then, and then you like you lose like okay that's cool. That's I'm usually my mentality. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. Like, uh, Whatever. So we got Slayer on the last round. It's four v four. We had to win one. We had to win this one. And they came. They jumped ahead of us. What, what were they had like forty seven, forty six? Mm-hmm. And that was all, that was like that was like neck and neck because we were trading back and forth. Yeah, it was so good. There were so many lead changes all the way through. It was so yeah. good. And we were down, I think, 47, 46. And then we all spawned together. We all had decent weapons and they pushed us for some reason. And I know I got two kills back to back to push us up over the head, over the top. And then you and Russell got the 49th and 50th. So y'all were down like on the bottom. I was defending the staircase up above us. We didn't camp, but we were all together, so we stayed together and we defended and let them come to us. We always had and two Hammer Brothers at the time, so that's true. Yeah, that's true. They're fucking running around with those fucking gravity hammers. I hate that fucking thing. Uh, Halo Infinite continues to be amazing. We we all rebooted. You don't have to respond to that. Either. She said she heard that's true. That's true. They're fucking run around this fucking gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Sir. Of course, she doesn't know how to respond to that. <laughs> oh, God. What was I getting at? I got derailed. Uh, we only had to restart. We all restarted Infinite once because we just got hung up in some connecting thing. But none of us got none of us got booted, right, Cesar? No. It was it, no, not booted, and it found matches. It, there was yeah. too many times where we had to sit there and, like, kill the game, and then... Yeah. It was steady. It was, we were we were always in a game. Nobody got was booted. Team. Yeah. And we all played. We played big team until the last like two or three when we were trying. When there, when we got down to four of us, two people dropped off, and then we could do the, then we could do the um, fiesta, fiesta, fiesta. That's what it was. That's what it was. It's fiesta slayer on that. We were trying to get that armor. We I both got our armor. samurai armor. So we now did, we can yeah. match. We can match Brant. We can have now, a now we're on Brant's level. Brant, we, <laughs> we finally <laughs> called it to Brant. Thirty-five hours he put on there. Nah, <laughs> grinding out armor. <laughs> Uh, and then before, I beat, before they did the update to the past, Brandon there slammed for 35 hours. Brandon's like, I got it when it was difficult when you couldn't match me. I got the true armor set. Brandon's the elitist. We, have, we had to wait till they put baby mode on for the rest of us. So, <laughs> look on you guys' armor tag. It's not. It's not authentic. It's not first wave like mine is. Yeah, first yeah, pressing. It, it, when you look at Brandon's tag, it says 100% cotton. We got like 50% cotton. <laughs> like 50% we have a blend. Ours is more comfortable. <laughs> As long as it's not as long as it's not cotton for the Yankees and it shrinks. So Yeah. It's true. Uh and I did beat a game. It doesn't happen often. Uh last week I was talking about Uncharted 4, uh A Thief's End. I was playing the PlayStation 5 native version through that ten dollar Path to Victory upgrade. Did it end? It did end. And then it ended again. And the first ending I don't want to spoil the story. I know you guys have beat it. Maybe we have a spoiler cast, but where we mark that stuff. I know it's an old game, but people like me who that have not beat it, 
it wraps up that story so beautifully. It does everything perfectly at the end of the game to wrap up Nate's story and Elena's story and Sully and Sam. It's just such a well-written culmination. And you really have to play it and experience it to to get that emotion. And I was so drawn to the callbacks they had from the very first Uncharted. Because I was... <clears throat> My wife walked down in the epilogue, and I'll go into the epilogue later, but I was crying, and she was like, are you going to be okay? It's it's a game. I'm like, I've been invested with these. I've been invested in these characters since before you and I met. Like, this is a long, this is the fourth game, but there's so much history with these characters and just their banter and the time spent with them, and, and not just the time of the games, you know, 12 to 18 hours or whatever it takes for you to find these treasures and jump and shoot and do all that kind of stuff. It's the banter and the rapport and the stories and, you know, a big part of this game is Drake, Nathan Drake being brought into a world that used to be his. It was his for a whole trilogy of PS3 games, and he doesn't want that anymore, and he's truly happy, or so he thinks, and then he gets drawn back into what makes an Uncharted game an Uncharted game. He's lying to his wife. He's back in shooting. You don't shoot for the whole first, like, two and a half hours of this game. You never have a gun. Um, and it's just, it twists so much of what you expect, what you think is going to happen. Um, Cesar, I know you just beat Resident Evil 4. That game felt like it ended, like, five times. Like, man, this has got to be the, the end. This has to be the confrontation. Then this has to be the end. This is the culmination. It just kept building. You I know? that, man. I, I just knew I, once I get to Adam Sandler, I'll, that it was going to end. <laughs> Adam Sessler. <laughs> But, you know, you I would get somewhere and it would lead to another clue and that would have been a good finale. And then I get to another thing and that would lead to another clue that could have been a good finale. And it just the story just it dove deeper and deeper in on itself and in on the characters. And, you know, I kept waiting for things to happen. I kept hoping for things to happen. And the way you just need to play it. I know you guys have. And the way it wrapped up was wonderful. And I was at peace. And I'm like, man, these characters were so good. I watched all the way through the credits, hoping there would be like a video or something at the end, just kind of giving me a, uh, you know, here's how this wrapped up. Here's how these characters went in the future. And they have you play. I will spoil part of the epilogue because it was important for me. So skip ahead two minutes if you don't want to hear the epilogue part of Uncharted 4 Thieves in. So Elena and Drake joke at the end about playing Crash again for uh, not the dishes this time. It's. Uh, paperwork. It's for their new business venture, which I'm like, this is perfect. They can do the same stuff they were doing. It's legal. They're doing what they both love. They both, because throughout the story, Elena discovers that she misses the adventure that first brought them together. That safeness that Nate wasn't really comfortable with, it turns out she wasn't either. She wanted to be down for adventure too. So you're playing Crash after the credits, and I'm like, man, this is fitting. It's come full circle. You know, I'm playing Crash again. I did that earlier in the game. This is Naughty Dog's first game, or first big game. There's Way of the Warrior and other ones. And you beat that level. Yeah, you beat that level. I did actually beat it. I jumped in the little warp thing. It worked. I'm like, I'm like, I beat it. Finally, I got it to work. I just I just told them last week I don't think you could beat it because Crash just slides around. And then it zooms out and you're looking at the TV and the camera pans around slowly. And the person playing it, you see the the camera stop on this girl, like a preteen girl with glasses, and I knew immediately who it was. 
and I just started bawling, man. I was tearing up, and I was like, oh, my God, I got you get this at the end of it. Like, we, this story already had a great payoff. Now you have this ultimate payoff for these characters. Like, we knew where they were headed, and now we get to see it even all these years later. And it, uh, the girl walks around. She is the daughter of Elena and Nathan. And, like, my kids are playing games now, and I connect it with that. And even though we didn't, like, hunt down pirates and do all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit, I still f- think about the things like, she uh she finds some keys. You find uh you know hidden things just like Drake does in the games, and she unlocks this cabinet that's full of their adventures. And she's looking at it like, what the hell? She finds a picture with Sully and Elena and, and her dad uh, with a shotgun, like with, with these you know with all this gold and stuff. And they start. They come in and and they see that she's found kind of their history, and they start to recap again. It's like another nostalgia hit. They start to recap how they met and how that first adventure went. And I'm just like, man, this is awesome. They find a postcard from Sam and Sully, and they're coming to visit in a couple weeks. And I'm just like, God, I love these characters so, so much. I love that universe. Um, they had Sully with, like, solid white hair in the in the newer picture. And it just, man, it tied so much stuff together. And, and just the memories of those adventures. And they have you live those sort of in the beginning when you're in Drake's attic and He's hung everything up, you know, he's he's away from adventuring and all that. And you're looking at these trinkets and these these reminders of going to Shambhala and El Dorado and then the the was it like Temple of the Sands or something from from Uncharted Three. And you're reliving those adventures and it was just there was already a fitting ending and then it was just icing on the cake and the epilogue was absolutely incredible. Um her name was Cassie. I think she was named after the grandma that you see in the some of the journals that, that wrapped mm-hmm. up the story. And it just glorious, man. I went, I was I was in tears. I wasn't ready to let them go. I'm I'm just watching this epilogue and they go off boating together. They've got a boat on this island they live on and they're all going off boating together. And just I was like, man, that's how you do it. It's it's perfection. I don't I don't know what the next Uncharted looks like. I know Lost Legacy was made after this. Uh, I'm trying to get I'm trying to talk Russell into doing the share play thing with that, like I mentioned, but him playing the other day with me kicked him off on his own thing. So he started the Nathan Drake collection on his PS4 on the first one. He's like, I got to play these before we play Lost Legacy. I'm like, no, let's just play it now. Why do you need this? It's all about, uh, remember the ending, it's all about, you can do treasure hunting as long as you fill out the permits. Fill out the permits. They're legal now, baby. Yeah, because I would have played legal. that first part of the game when you're diving. Oh, my God, that diving sequence with how the water flowed and the fins kicked around at the high frame rate that I was playing at. Oh, my God, it was so beautiful. So beautiful. I would take a, a just a salvage game like Drake's Salvage Adventures. And they can always they can always fill in stories here and there. You know, we know how these characters go. I don't know what the next Uncharted looks like. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to kill it, especially with this new movie coming out you know there's going to be another uncharted what does that look a, like it was what the san diego studio is a rumor studio that's been working on uncharted for the last couple of years so you think it'll start cassie that they said that naughty dog gave him a, a starting point based she off the, the story so. she has the same sense of humor so it could be her or it could be once you play lost legacy it could be one of those something people. along those so i mean there there's Naughty Dogs, like they gave them several several options they want to do. They want to continue with some of the people. So 
they started ending the first ending, the faux ending, I guess, with uh, Uncharted 4 was that Sam and Sully were about to go on an adventure. And I think that's going to end up being Lost Legacy to a certain extent. But they could well, definitely hand it off to Sam. Yeah, the, what they wanted to do was they wanted to have Sam and Sully for, for Lost Legacy. And then they f- thought, well, they might be a little bit too old for for that. And then mm-hmm. they thought about doing a game with Cassie. And then they had to rethink that because they didn't think it would be cool to have a preteen girl shooting uh, bad guys. That checks so, out. That story checks out. So that's when they just wound up teaming up uh, Chloe and Nadine for Lost Legacy. Which I can't and it wait became to play. what it is. Because I love so. both of those characters. And Nadine had a wonderful story arc in Uncharted 4. Uh, all that was very well scripted. The last boss fight. Uh, Cesar, I cannot believe how you did that on hard. I died several times on regular. I beat it on hard, yeah. Because it's aggro. You can't really tell where his. Uh, it's a sword fight with uh, the main antagonist of the story. You can hardly tell like where he's coming from. So some of those were just guesses. And if I got hit, it was like, okay, I guess I took some damage there. And I'm guessing on hard, you can't take what maybe one, maybe two hits, and then you, About, and then it's over. Yeah, one or two. Uh, yeah. I didn't play in a crushing yet, so. Oof. But uh, every everything about that game, uh, including leading up into the last boss battle, when you're jumping around a cavern and you see uh, Henry Avery's, Avery's ship at the bottom, like you see the pirate ship and the, all the golds down there, and just I bought a book on pirates this past week, <laughs> like a pirate kick. I know a lot of that leaned into a bunch of fiction, but it just Shit's uh, good though. God, it was it's so good. So there's there's a there's other That's media there, there's other media out there with pirates that's uh, over a thousand episodes that can occupy your time. So. No sir, I'm not I'm not <laughs> dipping it. There is a Netflix documentary I just found. It's like ten or twelve episodes about uh, the area that Captain Jack Sparrow was uh, according according to legend <laughs> the, the area that he was in. Tama Tortuga. But it's not titled that. No, uh, it's it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's not Pirates oh. of the Caribbean. But it's about a bunch of those that were that were in that vicinity, and it's it's told between historical accounts and acting, like in between the historical. Accounts. No, it's not so based it off like, the Michael Bolton's hit song. Jester <laughs> no. Tortuga, uh, starring uh, <laughs> what? Lonely Island, <laughs> Lonely Island, Michael Bolton. Uh, that one always makes the misses laugh. That's a good. That's a good ass track. It was a good music video too, wasn't he in the yeah. music video and everything? Yeah. Uh, it was it was funny because I saw I saw a VTuber when they did a karaoke they actually sung that song and I was like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I would love I would love to uh, after I play Lost Legacy I know you guys have beat all the Uncharted's maybe we like read over some synopsis and stuff I'll have beat the two most recent ones but I would love to have a rank the Uncharted's maybe for one of the filler type episodes we've talked about to plug in somewhere and just rank them and discuss them and talk about the villains and just. You know, an overview maybe of the Uncharted. It's like an Uncharted special. It's only six games we have to talk about. So I think we could make an episode of it with no news and yeah. kind of hash out some of our favorites. I know that uh, that one's my favorite. Spoilers for whatever cast, cast that is. But that one, had an, I had an emotional emotional reaction to that one. So it, it vaunted it above so many. Yeah, I, I've said several there's times. There's no bad Uncharted, but that one is. Yeah. I've said several times two and four. It's pretty hard to to pick. Those are those yeah. are up there as my favorites. They're Agreed. so they're so good. But I highly recommend this remaster collection if if someone can if anyone is on the fence and needs to grab it. It is very very good. 
But those are my games played for the week. Well done, sir. I'm proud of you. You beat something. I beat a game. I'm very pleased. Very proud of you. Uh, I'm going to be brief. I'll let Brent do the rest. Because uh, all I did was I played Resident Evil Cold Veronica X. Um, <laughs> I'm halfway through it. I've got to Antarctica. Did you remember to pick up the thing in the trash can? first? <laughs> I got the bow gun. Uh, and I also got the grenade launcher that somehow you can miss that would make this game infinitely much harder if you do not grab those things and they're not required. They have to do extra steps to get them. And I was like, well, how the fuck is this not mandatory? Because like there is literally a fucking tyrant as the final boss of the first part of the game. And it's like, I, if you did it with a handgun, I'd, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, that, that whole battle is like you, he's invisible, invisible, invincible. And it's like you have to shoot him up and then you use a uh, cargo in the plane to eject him out. So like the first time you do it, he uh. kind of pushes it back. And if you don't da- do enough damage on him, it doesn't throw him out the plane. So you got to keep laying in bullets at him and then wait for the, the cargo to reload so you can do it again. So he's like fucking you up as you're doing it. I was like, man, fuck Resident Evil games, man. I was, like, man. I was like, you're swearing off the whole series. Uh, I was like, man, because well, this was the last one that did the bullshit tank controls. This is the last one before they went to four and they changed the whole outcome of the series and it hasn't been back since. This was the last old school Resident Evil game where it's the ammo's hard to find. You have inventory management and you pray to God you find some side pockets somewhere to add two more things in the, so the whole more shit in there and you're, and you're running around carrying an empty fire extinguisher so you can get a fucking magnum later on in the game. And you don't have your storage box and yet. And that's filling up your inventory the yeah. whole time. Like, I'm just just like, I, thing. I, I have to take it with me because I need it for the Magnum at the fucking end of the game in Antarctica. Because it's like, once it's gone, it's gone. I leave it at the base. How so, does that I mean, work? Does the character use the fire extinguisher to knock out a window or something to get the Magnum? There, there's a bit where you have to uh, get a briefcase that's caught on fire. So you have to find the fire extinguisher and then take out the fire to open up the briefcase. And then you just are left with an empty fire extinguisher. So a normal person's like, I don't need this shit anymore and just throws it away. But you hold on to it, you can get water. There's a, a level, there's a part in, in an article in a locker room where you can get water and put it in the fire extinguisher to put out another another fire later on that's being that's blocking access to the magnum. They don't tell you that shit unless you go and research it ahead of time because you just be like, I don't know what's in here, I didn't get it. Then you're fighting the final boss and you're like trying to survive with 20 handgun bullets and it's not going to work. <laughs> 20 handgun bullets. Yeah. Oh, so so I mean, Resident Evil, Resident Evil. <laughs> So this game, it starts off, it takes place after Resident Evil 2, I guess, because 3 is kind of like a half step. But this one's like, it's Claire Redfield who is investigating Umbrella still. And it's led to a facility or an island where the origins of Umbrella started. So one of the, I think, I think their last name is Ashford. It's like the twins or whatever, like the, the next in line to take over the family name that's the owner of Umbrella use this island to run experiments and train their umbrella military um so she's gets captured there it's a prison island and then you you slowly break out and then you find your way off of it so like she ends up running into another character that's never revisited in any other resident evil game and they're called steve the most generic name ever um who who is is like a i guess a, a 18 year old 17 year old boy that's got trapped on that island and you find out that his his father had sold secrets of Umbrella, and they they took him to the island, his whole family in the island, to imprison him. So I guess that's their way to punishing him. So that's how he got there to begin with. So um, at, 
this game was two discs on the Dreamcast. And so like there's a second part of this game on PS2 because I'm playing the PS2 version on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it like saves save here to start the second half of the game. So like when you think you beat the game, you're you're in a plane that gets hijacked from auto control and then you're taken to the island of Antarctica island. Continent of Antarctica, excuse me. Island. <laughs> Continent of Antarctica. It's still an island though, technically, right? Yeah, it's water bottle size, but maybe. Um and I'm disappointed because there was no zombie penguins. I've already got two hours in this game, and I was like, there should be zombie penguins, and there's none. There's zombie bees and hornets and other things that shouldn't survive in a cold environment. Yes, yes, Brent. There is no Dancing penguins. zombie penguins. So at, at this point in the game, it switches over to uh, Chris Redfield. Um, and then both Chris and Claire are both in Antarctica. So I just started this part now where I just swapped characters. Uh, I probably got maybe another two to three hours, and I'm done with this one. And then all I have left is fucking Resident Evil Six, and then I beat every Resident Evil game, and I can middle finger everybody. I'm like, yeah, I beat them all, and I can say this version sucks, this version sucks. Uh, Code Veronica is not that bad, believe it or not. It's just, it just has not aged well, and it's weird that there's not a remake of it. So, like, uh, I played the remaster, I think, on 360, and it's a slightly better looking version in the PS2 one. Uh, it's got higher res models on this one, on that one, but I just, yeah. I just said fucking just played the PS4. But I'm the, I, I felt like playing a PS2 game, so I was like, whatever. I just played the PS2 on PS4 version, which is all it is. It's like it even has a PS2 memory card when I say. Um, <laughs> We're thinking that one's gonna be the next remake of those, right? The over the shoulder ones. No, it was weird because they did three and they skipped Cobronica and went straight to four. So it's yeah. like, and it's I like I thought four was like a long ways off. Four is the next no. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. four is the next, the next one. one. Wow. They skip they skip Cove Veronica altogether. So it's like there's not even a until they did the backwards compatibility on uh, Xbox One with the 360 one and yeah. the, the PS2 and PS4. There was no other way to play Cove Veronica. There's still no way to play Cove Veronica on Switch, I believe. There's no. It's not way. even on PC. Is there a PC? It, one it is on PC. Okay. PC is the HD remaster. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, there's not a way. I don't think it's on Switch at all. So I think that's the one missing Resident Evil game on Switch outside of uh, well, we didn't get seven over here because it's the, we didn't get the cloud version, but uh, right. and seven and eight, but. That's one that could be on Switch. It's not on there. So, uh, outside of that, I still bullshitting with my getting my platinum trophy in my Castlevania game. Uh, I've already got the bad ending in there without having to go to Maria and beating her. I was like, fuck, <laughs> I just sit there and beat uh, Richter, and I did that. I got the shitty ending, like wolves. And then, um, I, and then I went and got the put the fucking goggles on and beat shafts spear and then now i'm in the inverted castle which i remember how much i hated that shit because it's always me climbing up a fucking mountain i'm like oh my god it's a constant me <laughs> jumping up and, like, and then some bitch hits me and i'm like dead because some of the green skeletons are like 50 levels higher than me and i'm like bitch i wasn't even in your way and he shoots like a blast damn nova skeletons yeah fucking skeletal or, or whatever the skeleton is from killer instinct whatever spinal there we go um uh, what oh yeah so like I'm still going around. I got to beat the game five five times to get um all the trophies. So Jesus. I'm going through the first time on uh, the Inverted Castle. So level forty, I'll get there. I'm almost there. Uh, that's it, Brent. It's all in your court. Well, uh, speaking of PS2 games, I did finally beat Psychonauts. Like you said right. last week, I was close. Um, so I got to. The next portion, which you have like a small fight, and then your mind gets entangled with somebody else's you mind. Get to, you, get, you get to the meat circus, and that shit is <laughs> fucking bullshit. What did I tell you about the platforming in that game when you get there? 
It's bullshit, right? Oh my god. The so, whole the whole like hold hands and protect so and so and like and it's like so, they get up there and they're getting they're getting laid on and you're trying to sit there and get to the platform part. And you're you all off figure sometimes. out. Yeah, and you have to figure out exactly where to go. You're like you're trying to figure it out while they're getting freaking hammered and, and hit. And oh my gosh. So that took a minute. Um, and then I Brand, got would past you, would that. Would you say, would you, Brand, would you be like me and say at some point that if you would have kept dying, you would have quit the game is almost enough? Oh, oh I'm about to get to that part. <laughs> so I, I, I get past that first little part where you have to, uh, babysit and constantly chase somebody and then protect them. Um, to, you go through a like rail sliding section, which isn't too bad. Uh, and then you get to like a, it's like a mini boss fight kind of thing um, where you're being chased by this big hulking figure and you've got to take it down. And then you get to a platforming section. Um, the trapeze section? Yes. So I've died so many times on that part. I died it, so it, uh, many times. It took me a second to first beat beat the the first guy. And then I got to the trapeze section. And that section was bullshit. It was so <laughs> much bullshit that I, 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 I literally, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, ne- I'm never gonna beat this game. And then I finally got through it. And after you get through that, it goes back to the area you were just in, and you fight not only the big guy that chases you, but now the other guy from the platform section. Which would just throw fucking bombs at your head. Yeah, two boss battles chance. at the same time. compounds. Yes. Oh hell no. And I was getting beat up so bad, and then the game crashed. So I just said, "Okay, fuck it. I may never beat this game. I may never beat Psychonauts 2. Donate your version of Psychonauts two. Or you playing Psychonauts? Uh, Psychonauts PS two. Yeah. PS2. This and I, and I said it before last week. This this PS2 version. I don't know if it is via the PS4 backwards compatibility on PS5 playing a PS2 game, and that's what's janking it up, this, or if it's just that PS2 version is just not great. It's a lot of those PS2 on PS4 games on backwards compatibility on PS5 or bullshit. Like Ape Escape 2 is horrible on PS5. It's horrible. Oh. It's it's I don't know why it says it's playable or even it launches on there. It is almost unplayable on, on the PS5. You, you have to play it on PS4. It is garbage. It, it's it clips so bad and it's like it, it it does not run well on PS5. It's a lot of those PS2 on PS4 games have that issue. It's not I've been needing to pick that one up too. So so Sunday I just I got I got a wild hair. And I restarted Psychonauts and wanted to see exactly, since the game crashed, it does do autosaves, so I wanted to see where it would autosave. Where it left you at. And it freaking autosaved um, right after that, like, bullshit, like, hand-holding... Um, section and now i'm back to having to fight the big guy again and go through the platforming section again and the, yeah yes. i was like oh, time to watch okay. a video 
So I I, I thought long and hard about uh, just putting Life. it down, and <laughs> and uh, I did pull up a guide and kind of look through because I'm like, if I'm right here at the end, I'm I'm. Might give it another couple you tries. See it through. I might give it another another couple tries, and I was. I was really close to the end. Yeah. So you're right, fucking there. If you're talking about Psychonauts, you're right, fucking there. Yeah. So you you just walked away, but but uh, that the auto save after my game crashed, it saved right when you have to do that first uh fight where the dude's chasing you around the, the circle. You can go say you can go ahead and say the. A person who the cuts butcher. meat for a living. Yeah. yeah. So I had to do the butcher thing and the platforming thing all over again. The the trapeze bullcrap. So I thought about it. Yeah. Once I looked up and saw that I was right there, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give it a try. Let's go. I I finished the game. I only died twice. I don't know how, but like. It just it, everything clicked, and I had hardly any huh. problems. I died twice, mm-hmm. and that's the thing: is you you fight that guy, then you do the trapeze section, and then you do the section where it's both of them, and you beat them, and then there's one more final fight, where it's like both of them mis- mishmash together into this mm-hmm. humongous thing, and it, I I died twice. And yeah, I, and yeah, it's like he doesn't like, tell you, but you have to what? use you have to use weapons that are thrown to you from one of those guys to yeah. fight back. So you figure yeah. it out after it, it destroys you. The, the game is not very good about telegraphing exactly what you have to do to defeat certain uh, enemies. It's it's a very you figure it out. It, it, it's it's that so generation of platformers like war yeah. like they added that extra difficulty like yeah this will add another. 15, and the, 30 minutes of the game. What do you want me to do? And, and the, I and don't the th- know where to go. <laughs> oh, and the thing is, is those projectiles, you can't just throw them at the guy. You have to, like, throw them at his legs at a specific time yeah. to, for them to affect him. And it's, it's it was, oh, my gosh. But yeah, but I, you beat a man's I, a good I game, right? It. It's yeah. good, right? And I, good. I ordered um, Enter the Rhombus, so eventually I'll, I'll, I'll do the VR thing, and then I'll... Um, I'll probably boot up Psychonauts 2 on Game Pass eventually. How Psychonauts long is that 2 game, Brant? so good. So How good. long is that first one, y'all? Oh my gosh. Like 15, uh, 16 hours, maybe? So probably about what I just did with Uncharted. It should, say, it should say if you look it up on the PlayStation app on your profile how long you spent on there. Minus That's, the crashes. Between crashes, uh, which I only had the one, um, but it's it's that um, it's just that era, the platforming and stuff, trying yeah. to figure everything out. Plus it, plus it being a collectathon, trying to find stuff to level up. Um, it it could vary. I've always wanted uh, to play it, and I'll basically be going in blind just based off of what you guys have said and y'all have raved about it. Um but I is it guess... my kind of game, Cesar? It is a PS two air platformer. Go on. How you feel about but it? Yeah. It's good. It's most stuff really seeing, good though. Yeah. Most stuff I'm seeing is around twelve ish hours. Okay. 
but you know depending like i said game doesn't doesn't show you or or tell you a lot of a lot of stuff it just kind of leaves you to figure it out so depending on cuz there was one section where you have to go into somebody's mind and you're at this point in the game you're in an insane you're at an insane asylum so the minds you're delving into are more and more scattered it's unlike strange. the ones that you've yeah. been seeing so That's like graphic. this this one's dude this one dude's mind it's like a bunch of streets in a neighborhood but like they're all weird and twisted and like the milkman the milkman yeah the milkman that's uh, probably one of the most memorable levels in the gaming because like i spent two hours in the milkman levels because it's like you said there's it's like if you don't do stuff if you do stuff out of oh order gosh. you're not gonna you're not gonna go anywhere it's like you have to go back and like what the fuck did i miss like yeah. there's certain areas you can't get past it's like i'm missing something and you got to go find it so this like, this dude has several parts in his mind where like it's gatekeeped by people and you have to find like there's there's road workers and they're just holding a they're dudes in suits and they're just holding like a little uh stop sign and they're like we are road workers i work on the road and so you have to find a a a sign somewhere and then there's sewer workers that just hold little plungers and so you have to like find all these different things and figure out how to get them and and it's if you don't know, I would say definitely if you can find a guide for it, play Richard, with a guide. This would be one of your strategy guide games. This yeah, be one of those it's definitely a strategy. strategy guide for. If you can, you can find a strategy guide, guide for it, that might be the one you want to play as. It is actually very expensive. I've priced it recently. It is not easily affordable. Online guide, FAQs. Oh, those, yes. Um, and then other than that... um. Really, I actually only played one more thing and beat it oh, in platinum. Uh, beat platinum, it in even. Platinum, yeah. Uh, it's a game that, uh, in a series that I absolutely love uh, and started playing uh, several years ago. But I only, I played through one and I started playing through two and stopped. And so we know it's on that too. Final Fantasy. Uh, no, Sly Cooper. Oh, no, not, not Call of Duty Ghosts. I too stopped Sly Cooper. Uno <laughs> last so, time. no, I, I I beat Sly Cooper Uno along uh mm, several years ago, but a few, uh, it was like right after that I jumped into Sly Cooper two and got a certain way through it and stopped. And I know I went back to it, picked it up, started going through, and then I stopped again. And I don't know why. And I picked it up recently and. It's so good, and it's uh, it's credit to that game that you can pick it up and you can, you know, you can press pause. You can go into the job help. You can see exactly what you need to do. You can um, see the objectives on the map uh, by pressing. You know, for me it was the back touchpad, but I'm sure it would have been like R2 or something on the on the controller, and it mm-hmm. lights up all these different places on the map to where you can look out and see. Uh, where you need to go and then just playing around with the controller and remembering you know how do i sneak how do i do this how do i pickpocket people and uh and use your different gadgets and i was at the like canadian level which is actually like second to last there's that one where you're like trying to 
beat this uh, big buffalo dude, Jahan Poisson. <laughs> and, then, and then you go to this big airship where uh, you wind up uh, trying to thwart the, the big bad, which is a um, a little parrot dude. I can't remember his name now. Um, they always have cutesy names. Iago. Oh, that's uh, famous parrots for 400. Um, but they're trying to build back the giant um, metal bird, um, the the clockwork bird. Yep, that thing that had the first the, one. Yeah. And you're trying to stop them, and then... Clockwork uh, Knight. Is that what it was? It's been so long since I played it. Um, but, dang. Yeah, so I I went through and beat that game. That one's that one's actually really good. I love the style of those games. I love the way they play. And plus, on PlayStation Vita, they just look and play so well. For for those games, they're beautiful. Uh, they they're were meant for that handheld. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um. So my my intention is to eventually play three and just like go through it and finally get all the way through it because I haven't touched. Three and I never did touch uh, Thieves in Time. Thieves in Time, cross by baby. So I definitely want to switch before the switch. And I did remember because I was like something bothered me about this game, and it was yeah they changed voice actors uh, for Carmelita Fox. Yes. They changed her voice, and I was like for some reason it just it like kind of bugged me. But, you know, stuff happens. Voice actors don't come back. Or How different is it? A very. Really? Yeah. Very different. Jarring? Uh, Yeah, it's definitely enough to notice that... Brant's like, oof. Different, different people. Because I know... I, I, I loved... That, that was the thing, is, like, I loved playing through that first game so much. And I remember jumping right into the second one. And then once I started hearing Carmelita, I'm like, that's not, that's not her. Right. But yeah, so far that was, um, I beat the game and, um, looked at the trophies and saw there was like one more trophy I needed to get before the platinum. And it was, damn, it was buying some upgrade. So I went back into the game, loaded up a level and just went and grind uh, killing enemies, pickpocketing enemies, getting you know coins, racking up money, and then bought that upgrade, and then pop both uh, both trophies immediately. So I platinum. Nice. Slide, slide two. two. Honor among thieves. Is that what it's called? Um, I think it's honor among thieves. Um, honor among thieves. It might be. Very similar to the Uncharted naming conventions. <laughs> no, band of thieves. Band of thieves. Honor Among Thieves is three. Oh. Then there's that. Lots of thieves. And that is my games played. That's it for us this week. Uh, y'all got anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, no. Take that as a no. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. And we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adiós.